Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. I thought that was the whole point. It's just genius. It, do, it does look like that. People just want to walk around and this looks like a beer. Yeah, I had some friends get pulled over. My, my mother-in-law, <laughs> I'm recording now before we get into it. My, uh, my mother-in-law was walking with Liquid Death to the grocery store and they said, excuse me, would you like, to, would you like a bag for that? And she's like, for what? And then she looked at the can. She goes, no, this is water. They go, oh, my God, I thought it was yeah. beer. I thought Grandma was drinking a beer at the store. Um, <clears throat> all right, fuck. Welcome to the One Life, Friend Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have a very, very special guest. I haven't seen this guy since we toured them many, many years ago. And he came up today from San Diego. I really appreciate being here. Mr. Sonny from POD, man. Thank you so much for being here, Oh, man. dude, thanks for having me in your home. This has been a long time coming, bro. It has. We've been talking about this before the <laughs> pandemic, through the pandemic, and then... Um, I guess I haven't seen you since we toured Hazen Street. Fuck, that was like 2004 or five. Bro, it's been forever, yeah. Wow. I think I know more of you just from watching all and your socials. Grand. Yeah, I'm saying that, that. that's how we know everybody's doing, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you catch up with somebody now, which is actually kind of cool. You know what I mean? You can see how yeah. people's lives are going. It's cool and kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to meet in person anymore. I know, but it was it definitely for something that has a real negative tone to it and it could be like a lot of like sketchy things on there i think it really connected people during the pandemic worldwide as far oh, as yeah. i could see like with everything happening with the protests just everything they saw how everything was going on in the world too. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah for sure i feel I'll, like that was a positive thing no most definitely i'm i'm not like socially hip as most people and i probably <laughs> probably if i wasn't in a band i probably wouldn't even be on it you know what i mean to be honest with you just because it's so consuming but it is i think the most positive thing um even since before with myspace and all that stuff facebook is that some little kid in in the middle of Africa can be like, dude, you're, I love your band. You're like, yeah, what? Man. And they can How DM the, you and then you might write yeah, back yeah. to no, them. No, I, I always Me do. Too. People, you know, people, they'll, your band rocks and you know, they'll get a thumb up emoji <laughs> or whatever. But when it's like, dude, you're, you're, this song changed Some my life. Long like, dude, ones. that's so, yeah. And then, um, you know, I've struggled with this and those, that's when it's like, I've always, that's where my heart is like, dude, you got this. And you know, yeah, you, it's, you can really encourage people that way and it only takes two seconds of your, of your time. day and some of that stuff's tricky too i talked about this before is that sometimes you get really serious ones like really heartfelt oh, yeah. situations where you're like fuck man i just wrote that song i'm not a doctor or psychologist right. but i gotta respond to this i can't leave them on red yeah and there was one time i did respond to somebody and i kind of literally walked this person off a ledge yeah. and got them help and got them connected to like a facebook 
Facebook group of people mm-hmm. that were going through the same thing. I spent my whole day emotionally drained, hanging out with my friends. We were hiking. I did. I was going through my whole day, but kept talking to this person. And the next day, they hit me up in the morning saying <clears throat> they joined a group and they thank you so much. I was yep. just started bawling, but <clears throat> it's because I gave my time to that person. It. It's heavy. Yeah. Bro. Do we? I, but it's our responsibility. It, it, it is. Uh, you can't just you can't just ghost them like that's you know you can hear your band rocks you know, a billion times and to me I don't I don't not an ego guy I don't need that. Yeah. But when it's someone like dude I you same thing I was gonna kill myself or I'm struggling with this or that or even if it's just a question about life you have to you have to give them something you know. And, yeah. But it's um that to me that's the, the the most positive thing out of that. Yeah, especially when you like you have an account you know it's not private you know your DMs aren't blocked. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get messages, so it's like <laughs> it's kind of our duty in a sense. And I do love to, I do I love connecting with people if that's the best way yeah. to connect or the only way to connect right now, and just having those conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's crazy because I I know that a lot of bands have done that for me growing up. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Their lyrics or their songs saved me. Yeah, well, in a yeah. sense. Even if it's just um, even the fact that they just you know, because in their minds they're not like oh we're these blue collar hustling musicians. They think we're we're, we're the it to them, right? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, we're, we're not, we're the regular dudes. We're regular dudes, But, but you know, but the fact that <clears throat> you say, hey, man, well, dude, love you too, man, and just, you know, keep moving forward or, or stay positive, to them, that's like, that's larger than life, you know? Yeah. And so that is, that is a, you know, again, not because we're anybody, but but we do have, I, I still think that there's a, um, responsibility with that. Yeah. To, to be positive and to kind of maybe push them in a certain direction that you know to get that help or yeah or just encouragement man that's it M- music's so powerful man it's just more so, powerful than we know it's so powerful <laughs> like when when everything got shut down before we were allowed to play music we were like the, i feel like we were the last people on the totem pole of like what was allowed to happen with everything sh- shutting down you know what oh, i'm saying yeah, like music yeah. was at the very bottom thinking yeah. damn music is the biggest healing thing though it's like it's so powerful yeah, we're, we're so we're so not essential That's what yet, I was yet, say. yet yet it was the music went up like people were listening to and most people didn't yeah. even want to hear new stuff it was always just old stuff like yeah diving back into the crates of like old stuff that you know just made them feel something like when i was a kid or memories yeah. nostalgia whatever but to me it was like music was the we had time on our hands to actually listen again yeah so was the most essential for, I for me like, one of the most essential well, we things. think it's essential because that's what we do and that's what we make <laughs> maybe i'm biased no but that's also what, what gets me through everything is music yeah. growing up my whole life going to shows and writing music and listening going to see concerts yeah. i know i know a lot of people feel the same way it was when that got taken away like you couldn't escape because that's like about escaping reality and says in the world all the shit going on yeah. let's go to a show let's oh, just yeah. sweat it out sing along to our favorite band that, yeah. that that's beautiful yeah yeah those, you know? those those feelings even now i'm into you know I was never a really big vinyl guy, but you know, yeah. I, I have, most vinyls I have are all like old reggae albums and stuff. But even my kids are getting into it, and my, cool. my wife. And so, even the other night, we literally just put on these old vinyls, and we just dance. What's old? Just like, dead. What, like what? Well, old? I mean, not old, but my my, my wife. It's funny. She, we're kind of the complete opposite. She's more like old classic rock kind of lady. <laughs> you know, Fleetwood Mac. You know That's what I mean? Cool. The Eagles. And we threw on Fleetwood Mac. But I was going through a lot of my reggae stuff that I hadn't heard when I was a kid. And even as we were listening to it, my wife was like. What I know all these lyrics because this is what I was playing in my little car, my truck. Yeah, and it just rem- reminds me. My my wife and I are, are high school sweethearts, so she's like, "Dude, I remember going here, I remember going there, doing this, and these songs still they still last." She's like, "I don't know where I don't know where these lyrics come from. I don't even know why I know these lyrics because yeah. I haven't heard this song in twenty years." <laughs> but I, she, you know, we're singing every single single Beautiful, word. <laughs> man. Yeah, you. We both got married in ninety six. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been married since 96 too as well, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Damn, man. high school sweethearts, that's amazing, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so you were dating, what, in what grades? You started at a senior or earlier than that? I think I was I was 17 and she was 15. Wow. And she it's went like to a different school. your first school. real love? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. My first real girlfriend. I, actually, yeah, she was my, my only girlfriend. This I mean, I hung girlfriend. out with uh, girls before it, but it was, wow. I was too young. I was I always, I, that's amazing, this makes seem, seem weird. Like I never... I didn't want to kick I was with the homies that we we served, we skated, we you know, we did our thing and we had fun so it wasn't like I'm not going to be I'm, I don't I don't yeah. need that. I don't need that. Yeah. But then, you know, once my my wife now at the time it was new for me so That's it was just incredible. us. We were, and then we've been together ever since. That's real love. That's amazing. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that is so beautiful, yeah, well, man. Same to you, brother. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a player. I wasn't going after no, girls. I cared about skateboarding. That's all I cared about, trying to be a pro skater. Yeah. And uh, people made fun of me because I didn't have a girlfriend, but I had a skateboard. And yeah, and I only, I only been with a couple girls my whole life. But yeah, yeah my wife's my... We're very lucky, especially to do what sure. we do too because you, you have that foundation at home. Also, you have to provide for them as well. But you have that balance of like being a big kid with no responsibilities, going out there with your brothers and doing what you love. Yeah. And then your, your wife's holding it down at home for you and oh, that balance. Dude, I couldn't do any of this stuff. She, I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, she... My kids, everything, you know, yeah. and, and my wife was with me before music, so we see through all the, the, the nonsense, we see through the phoniness, yeah, you know. And it, the, I mean, the music's real to us, but we see through all the industry stuff. And she's been holding it down forever, but it's amazing. But it's, it's, dude. You just said perfect, like, I wasn't that way either, man. I wasn't like a player, I wasn't, you know, you realize once you get older, you know, even just being kind of a mama's boy, and you know, you just yeah. have a certain respect for, for women, and, and then you're. You know, I, I love, I believe in love. And so I always wanted, I wanted love instead of just lust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to be like a, just a normal dude that I would see my friends, kind of everybody doing their thing. And yeah. whether it was anything, whether it was sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever, yeah. it was just like, I know that that's just what the world offers. And I just never really, yeah. I never dove into any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. You brought up someone, just clicked something in my head because people that are listening that know that I'm straight edge. Yeah. And people always try to, they ask you, what kind of straight edge are you, this and that. But what you just said it's pretty much, I think, what Ian McCaw was talking about, minor threat. Mm -hmm. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't fuck, at least I can't fucking think. And that means that just going out and having sex with girls and not having a relationship and not having that love and that connection. Yeah. Like you said, not lust, but love. So for the kids listening, if you always wondered about that, I never even talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. But you just said it. It's like, I wasn't like that either. Like, I wanted to have a girlfriend. I wanted to be in love. I'm going yeah. to get married and have kids. Like, I had this whole dream of that. You know? I wanted it to be to be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I knew I can go and sleep around. I knew I can go get high. Is, yeah. you know, I could do all these things. Um, but it wasn't something that I... I never did it because I thought it was cool. Or I thought, you know, this yeah. is something I got to do. I wanted it to be real. So even just being with my wife. I mean, even since you said it, I don't even think I've said this ever. Like, I've never been with anybody else but my wife. Yeah, I've only, been with five, I've only slept <laughs> with five women my whole life. Yeah. Not me. I know. It's, it's one, one, that's amazing, and, bro. I mean, I'm not even saying that. I mean, I'm being vulnerable here. You know that's what I'm saying? That's amazing, That's just dude. like, I, because I've been with her all my life. I think it's beautiful, dude. Thanks, bro. I, I got a couple of friends like that as well. <laughs> but that's like real, especially like to come from high school, before you even had a band, before the band yeah, blew yeah. up, all the success, all yeah. that. She's a real one, bro. Like, She's a real all, one. To all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> my wife too, before the band, all that. Yeah. It's interesting because... My wife and I were friends and roommates, and then she had a boyfriend. And my wife came to the first H2O show with her boyfriend at the time oh, dude, wow. to see us play. <laughs> and we had a weird thing before that, kind of like flirty friends. And then it's a long, it's yeah, an amazing yeah. story as well. But like, yeah, she was at my first show. Like, it was like an $85 cab ride to Queens. Thanks, Moon. Oh, yeah. She came out with her ex boyfriend. Sorry, dude. And, um, 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just that's amazing, bro. That's yeah, yeah. That says a lot about you too and, and your relationship and everything. You know, thanks, man. To yeah, be traveling and touring because once you go on tour, it's such a different world. And plus, when you have success like you had and being all yeah, over the yeah. place, it's just like yeah. But, I, I but they can be humble. They keep they hold no, you down. No, they keep do. You checked. And, and then you know, and then I had two girls right off the bat. You know, and then mm. and my son third. So I'm a I'm a girl daddy. You know what I mean? It's that same thing. And again, being a mama's boy, grew up. You know, yeah. single mother, same thing. It's like. You know, it's just a different level of respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, dude, if anything, most girls scare me. Like, I just kind of keep my head down. Like, because, you know, I know that there's there's <laughs> girls and people that want to party on the road. I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. Let me not put myself in a certain situation that I might not be able to get out of, you know? So, how was so how was it growing up? How do I say it? Ote Mesa? Otay Mesa. Otay Mesa. Yeah. Ote? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how Siri says it. <laughs> so, that, that's, that's a part of San Diego. It's a part of San Diego. And that's what they call Southtown? Nah, to me, Southtown is is like, uh, oh, man. There's you know, there's a junction of freeways. It's a certain kind of from downtown and south to the border. Okay. To me, I, I would I would even extend it to downtown. Yeah. Um, but I don't even think, bro. I was just talking about this the other day. I don't even think even as a kid we never called it Southtown. It was just we called it South Side South Bay. Okay. But I think when you know when we wrote the song, it was it just it was catchy to me. You yeah, know, it is, dude. And and it was just Southtown. It was just, it it kind of was just it was a place. Yeah. You know, so, and now when I hear everybody talking about it and claiming Southtown oh, and stuff, wow. I'm like, well, like, this I is named crazy. That place. <laughs> In a way, I'm like, I think I did. I don't yeah. know. Because cause it, it's not like we walked around and said, yeah, we're from Southtown. It was mm-hmm. just like, everyone was like, well, South Bay, there was East Side, North Side, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But, and so do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two two sisters, but they were about 10 and 12 years younger than me. So Okay. Different dad. A different dad. Yeah, yeah. So how was it growing up for you out there? I mean, my... My mother was young. They they came from Italy, so immigrant family come over. Um, you know, my dad at the time. I don't even I don't even remember being with, like, in a household with with my mom and dad. They were okay. super young, but they were okay, dude. They were partying. You know what I mean? They were they were kids. Just yeah. just and we lived in we lived in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, in the hood, there's a lot of um. You know, there is there's drugs, and at that time. You know, there's the hippie movement going on. Yeah. So, you know, it's all kinds of stuff. But as we grew up, we grew up in a young family. Um, but, you know, my dad would sell, my uncle would sell, my mom. I think my mom was known as the Snow Queen in, in like, the South South Bay wow. Area. Just cause, and she just snow, sold to, like, her friends, you know, and stuff like that. So we kind of grew up around that. It was around you, yeah. Parties, yeah, yeah. Cops coming in. Did that scare you and not want not wanted to participate in that kind of shit? or? Maybe, maybe subconsciously, yeah. Because I do. I've never, you know, aside from smoking herb and, yeah. and drinking beer, like I've never, I've never done that stuff. Yeah. No, I've never. I'm not a chemical dude. I don't even like taking vitamins. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and and again, I'm not sitting on a pedestal because like yeah. I just never really had that, you know, um, desire. And so, but growing up, you know, we we've seen you know there's from cops coming to the house to people stealing stuff and are you know coming in and raiding the house. Wow. Um. So. There was a certain time when, you know, they kind of grew up and then, you know, long story, but my, my... Was your mom super young? Yeah. My mom was 17 when she had me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, they were still just kids. Yeah. So, to have, Figuring you know, little toddlers around, you know, even yeah. not even probably old enough to drink, you know, or yeah, probably not even 20, yeah, it just, just stupid stuff, you know, but I remember just, <laughs> they would have parties and we would, my cousin and I would be at the... The young teenagers watching us next door, you know what I mean? Just wow. like while they all partied and stuff, and uh, so you get around that. But you know, once they once they kind of grew up a little bit, and that's when my family kind of came to their faith. And uh, again, I really didn't know much about God, but it was just I just knew that there was a uh, 
it was different now. Yeah. They weren't doing drugs. They weren't selling drugs. Cops weren't coming in. There wasn't, it wasn't that scary kind of yeah. atmosphere. Um, and it was new. So it always, mm-hmm. it always captured my attention. Like, okay, maybe this God thing is, maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Cause my house is <laughs> chill now. Yeah. And that only because of what I experienced, not because of what I was indoctrinated with or yeah. told. It was just like, oh, it's it when your mom got diagnosed with leukemia. That's what kind of set it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She, she, I mean, one by one in my family, they started to clean up their act. You know what I mean? And they started going to church and stuff like that. And, um, so when she was diagnosed with leukemia, um, you know, that was, that's kind of where I saw her really live out her faith and yeah. just just be this positive person that was like, well, you're you're most you know the the chances of you living is is, is very slim. Yeah. Yet you're, you're you're this faith you have is mm-hmm. is is beautiful. You know. Yeah. I mean, in my and as a young kid, I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm ready to rage and <laughs> and I was raging with my friends too. Yeah. You know? I mean, we we're going out, getting into trouble. You know, partying and stuff and in the back of my mind, it was just like, you know, I might lose my mom, but so it was really when she, when she went into, she went into remission and, you know, went back to the hospital that it just kind of, I grew up and I was just kind of said my first big boy prayer. And I was like, God, if you're real, yeah, yeah. if my mom goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might, I'm going to lose it. You know, I might hurt myself or someone else. And, um, but I remember making a deal with, with God in the parking lot of the hospital. My mom was pretty much out of it couldn't speak, you know, she, her body was just pretty much, you know, in a comatose. Yeah. And, um, so I just remember telling God, like, I'll, I'll get my stuff together. I said, but I remember telling God, I don't want, I don't want like a Americanized, Westernized, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. I don't want a TBN. I don't want this crusader, you know, yeah. kill for Jesus type of, you know, or even this white power, whatever mm-hmm. that, you know, this confusion of what Christianity is. Yeah. So I was like, but if you can show me my mom's Jesus, then I'll, I'll, I'll ride for a little bit. Wow. And that was, and that was it. I say that to this day. I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't back this religion, that religion. I'm like, dude, I, I have a personal relationship and a faith with, with God that is real to me. And, and I, it's, it's undeniable. So, if you want to talk about it, cool. But if you want me to be a poster child for your religion or something, I can't do it. You know, because yeah, I mean? yeah. even in all that, I'm still I'm still a dude. I'm still yeah. I'm still a man. You know, I don't claim to be perfect. I don't claim to know it all, have it all figured out. Yeah, I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to make it through in one piece. Yeah, and how old were you when that happened? When like- I was 19. My mom was she got sick when she was 18, but in 19. Okay. Um, and she was only 37, which was wow. crazy. Yeah, but I, you know, I watched her, and then and that was when it kind of just started my journey of like, all right, maybe I'll, I should stop smoking weed. Maybe mm. I should, but I, but I always worked, so I was always working, so I was still responsible, yeah. you know. And were you good in school too? Um, I was, I was good in school for the only reason of I didn't want to walk around with D's and F's on my like. To me, that was embarrassing. Okay. Most of my friends were like, but I also <laughs> I did the bare minimum, but I still, you know, I still rocked B's and C's and once That's A's a couple though. times, yeah. but. I didn't, I didn't like, uh, but you weren't, you weren't hard. Your mom wasn't strict about it or nothing. No, you know, okay, when you come yeah. from like working, <laughs> I mean, they're like, you know, do your best. You yeah, know what I mean? Pass, now, now pass. I'm different. I, when my kids, I'm like, my wife and I are like, let me see your stuff, do your homework, all this stuff. Mm. Uh, our family, they, they worked, you know, yeah. they didn't, we didn't, college was never a thing. It was like our, our parents didn't go to college. It was like, you work and you're going to graduate and you're going to work some more. That's it. Yeah. So, so, you know, we, we did our best, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm, that just wasn't, that's just not the, our circle of life it was like, oh, yeah. you're going to, we didn't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to college if I wanted to, like who's going to pay for it? Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. 
Wow. So now for my kids, it's different where I'm like, look it, you know, I'm, I'm blessed enough, you know, my wife and I to be able to, to put our kids through college. I mean, we're still hustling to do it, but yeah. I at least want to give, we at least want to give them the opportunity 100%. to have a chance. Like yeah. Whatever you decide, if you want to be a musician, if you want to be an artist, do whatever, um, but just give yourself all the tools possible to just to, to have a better life, man. We're not, yeah. I don't want my kids growing up the way that w- way we did, you know? Yeah. Hundred percent. So in school, you, you had no dreams of starting a band in school. No, man. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, I listen. I listened to you know. I was mostly my my family were more rock and roll. Yeah. So I knew the you know the Led Zeppelins, the ACDCs, uh-huh. all that stuff. But I was more you know when you get to that age, I was more into um to to hip hop and reggae music okay. because it was very conscious. It was very street. Yeah. Um. You know, and obviously New York hip hop. You know, it's like of course you, you'd listen to what they were saying. It was like this is. Okay, this is to me. This was real. It wasn't yeah. sex, drugs, rock and roll talking about nonsense. Mm-hmm. It was like this is real struggles. Um, but then it wasn't until I think it was I want to say eighth grade, maybe my um, eighth to ninth grade. Sal Lopez, he showed my friends and I. He's a friend, old friend of ours. I still remember his name, <laughs> Sal Lopez. He showed us uh, a Bad Brains. Oh, and he knew that I liked reggae music, so he he, he said this is a punk band. I was like, um, not not really. I liked suicidal tendencies because because they were of color because you know I knew yeah. they're Mexican I knew they were from the streets and I was like yeah. that caught my interest but to me punk back then was um was like sex, sex pistols from yeah. England I'm like I don't can't identify relate. with that I can't relate I hear you on that. but once they showed me th- these cats I remember I think it was I want to say it was either I guess I or like the Quickness record and I was like if these four brothers with dreads <laughs> these roster cats if they know something about this thing called punk rock what am I missing? What 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 mm. do I I need to know what what they what do they know that I don't know? I love that. And the moment I listened to it, I was like, holy crap! Those are my two favorite records, by the way. Quickness and I can Quickness is one those. Of yeah, bro. <laughs> and I do, and I dove in, but I mean, I remember listening like you know my stepdad. They, I think he introduced me to like suicidal, and I remember like fear. And there was like certain oh, yeah. bands, remember? And and classics, yeah, classic stuff. And then, uh, but it wasn't until I discovered the Bad Brains that it was like. Okay, there's something here, and that's when I, you know, then I heard Minor Threat, I heard Fugazi, I heard all this Seven Seconds, all these yeah. certain things, all these bands, and I was like, it was, it just opened up a whole new it's world, a whole new world, dude, a whole new sure. world that I'm still haven't been completely. It's just so much, you know, yeah. it's so much, dude. <laughs> there's a lot to digest, but it was, it was, that was a big, huge step for me. The bad brain, so the, to the, yeah, so that's a door opener for you. Yeah, that was my door opener. The reggae and punk and the breakdowns and all that, yeah. Oh yeah, because it was all in there, and that's why I think. But anyway, so... Were you going to shows too at that time or seeing concerts or anything? I started to go to shows. Um, at first, it was just like you would go to these these shows and then my friends and I would just like to pit. It's like that was a whole <laughs> that was a whole new world. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even like the right way. It was, you know, it was like, oh, dude, we're going out here to do... There's going to be fights. Yeah. It was just, you know what I mean? We're going to let out some aggression. Yeah. It wasn't until you get, oh, no, okay, this is more of a dance. It's more like, it's peaceful, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you, but I, I liked that all these bands were about something and it wasn't, mm-hmm. they were able to to be themselves. They weren't, whether you liked it or not, there, there's just yeah. a respect there. And the bands gave the same respect. It's like, you know, I might not agree with you, but dude, we're in this music thing and you have the right to say what you want to say. Yeah. And I love that about hardcore and punk and stuff. Straightforward, yeah. Yeah. Um, the conversation, you know. Yeah. Do you remember your first like legit punk show, like a band? That... Oh, dude. Or was... were, you, were you going to rock shows too, and metal shows and everything? No, I wasn't really like a. I'm not a real metal guy. Like I, yeah. I was never really. I don't think I've ever been to metal shows. To be honest, okay. with you, except the shows that we played, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Back then, it was mostly. 
there's a place called Somas. You probably, oh, you I guys, have, yeah, you know some, Somas. Yeah, yeah. Some so side stage, we would just some, yeah. go and there would be bands that would come through all, all the, the time. time. Um, and then I would go with friends. We're like, oh, dude, check out this band. We're all like the Descendants or yeah, you come through. Um, who else? I want to. There was all kinds. There, there's so many bands, but yeah, we were just going because it was to me, anyways. It and my friends that are from the hood. This was not their music. Yeah, it was new. So we were just like, whoever would play, we just wanted to go and get in the pit and have fun. And were you skating too? Yeah, skateboarding, skating. And then we're literally about 15 minutes from the beach. So, um, you know, that was one thing that set me and my friends apart, where we kind of grew up in the hood, surrounded by gangs. But we we were enough of friends that. We were at kind of like our own game. Now we didn't claim a, anything. It was just yeah. we didn't. We felt safe enough, you know. But there was just something about you know us and our crew that was like, dude, we we hitchhike or catch the bus to the beach and then go surfing all day. And nice. It was, just, it was just it was different. When, you know, yeah. if anybody that surfed before, once you catch that feeling, it's like skating. Yeah, man. There's something to it, you know. And 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 I think I think for us in our mindset too it was like there was something in us that said I don't want to get caught up in these streets, you know. Yeah. I mean, surfing, I started trying that like a year ago. My son surfs every day because I've been skating my whole life. But just getting up on your first wave and just people talk about this like s- spiritual connection to the ocean. This, For sure. It, it's tr- it's real because I felt it, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I kept trying to get back up and just being in the water, just just being on the ocean, especially during the pandemic when it really hit. Me and yeah. my son was still going to the ocean. Just I don't know. I just I never appreciated the ocean to this pandemic. Now I love it. You know? Oh, yeah, like, dude. Especially living here this long. Yeah, but, like, I'm a, surfing, dude. Shit. I'm a beach guy. I mean, I, I got Hawaiian blood. I have, you know, Guamanian blood. Um, so I'm a, I'm an island guy at, at yeah. heart. You know, I, I can't, I hate the cold. I love being in the sunshine. Um, you know, it was, and it was one of those things that I said, oh, I'll do, I'll surf till I die. And then, you know, you grow older and you just sometimes, so even now, whenever opportunity I get with my son, yeah. if we get to go to the beach or do whatever, but. He surfs too? Uh, he's tried a few times. Cool, he's, yeah. He skates right now. Skating's his thing. I'm playing yeah. the drums. But, awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He looks just like you. It's crazy, man. Oh, he's rad, dude. I think he's going to pass me up. He's literally probably like two inches shorter than me. That's it. Wow. Yeah. My so, daughter, my middle daughter, she's already passed me up. Dang. It's crazy. Um. So they skate. Yeah. They play, they play music too? Yeah. My, my, um, he's drums, right? He's playing drums. Yeah. He's jamming with uh, some friends every Friday. They'll go and jam and do like covers and stuff. So that's cool. He's actually picking it up, you know. Um. But now, you know, now he's kind of more interested. Um maybe doing vocals and stuff like that and it's cool man you know and he listens to all the stuff we listen to so when yeah he hangs out with his friends he's the one that showed dude well listen to this bad brains this is raging against the machine mm. listen to listen to this and he's you know it's awesome man. yeah and, and he, probably his own music you found too like turning you on to stuff probably yeah it's a it's the same all that thing. new rap too my son listens to all the mumble rap and the different styles <laughs> travis Scott, i mean all I, that. Ch- I mean i, I my, check it out i i try to but you know i i'm i think i'm that old guy now that's just like well, back in my day, you know, this was, this was real rap, you know. It's so funny becoming <laughs> parents. It's, I know, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to discredit my kids' taste, but I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. And then there's stuff that I hear. That I'm like, oh, that's sick. Yeah. But then there's stuff that I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you graduated from high school. Yeah. And they just working. Working all the there's time. No man. music. What kind of job? What was your job? Um. When I was 15, I was during the summer. I was like a tile setter helper because my, nice. my stepdad and them, you know, that's what they did. Um, but as soon as I was 16, I got my license on my 16th birthday. I was, um, I went to the grocery store and got a bagging job. So, oh wow, yeah. So by by my 12th grade, um, by my senior year, I was literally um, working. I'm still working 40 hours a week, getting wow. off at school at 12, being at work by one. You know, so yeah. it's just what I knew. I was supposed to do yeah um but you had asked me before about being in a band like it was never um i'm not that guy i'm not like 
I'm not the front guy. I'm kind of guy in the back that's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make sure we get the stuff done, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was when my mom passed away and, and I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, who I'm supposed to be or who I'm going to be, whatever. And, um, but it was Marcos and my cousin. They were, they were in a band and we used to go watch them play. Yeah. But they used to play with all these like skinhead bands and, you know, white power bands. Like, I mean, wow. no, not that they were, they, they no, totally opposite, but, yeah. <laughs> but they were, but whoever you played with is who you played with. Yeah. So we would go with all our friends and all our friends were like, you know, they're all of color. Uh, what Black were they called? Cats. Enoch, what were they called? Who's that? Well, they, they were they were called like Eskatosh. Okay. I don't know, but they were more like, you know, more like thrash. Okay. You know what I mean? Three-piece thrash. And uh, we would go just so that, you know, all my friends just wanted to pit and make sure that, you know, nobody, there was no trouble, yeah. you know. But um, once they asked me, because they wanted to do something different, they were like, you know, they, they wanted to, they knew that I was into reggae and hip hop and they wanted to try something different, but. And you were rhyming too, right? Yeah. I, I would, yeah. I would goof around with my, with my buddies. It's cool. But not, nothing like nothing. I'm, I'm not an attention guy. I'm not, I, I yeah. hate. You I, weren't battling and stuff? No, no, okay. I'm not like, but even like, you know, if a camera comes around, dude, I'm not, what's up, what's up, what's up? Like, that's why I hate, <laughs> you'll never see, like, I probably have like five selfies on all my like yeah, 10,000 yeah. posts. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not that guy, you know? Yeah. And so I was never really that way. So even when my cousin, you know, I found out this later, even when he asked, he told Marcos, hey, what do you think about Sonny, you know, singing our band? And Marcos was like, dude, Sonny never even talks. Like, what? <laughs> he was, to him, it was a shock, you know? Yeah. And um, and when he asked, they asked me too, I kind of laughed it off. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, right. But I think, you know, my cousin was just trying to keep me out of trouble and you know, yeah. keep me on the path. And, but, you know, then some things had happened where I just thought like, oh, maybe this is what it's supposed to be. And, and then because of, the hardcore bands and stuff. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, look at I'm discovering my faith. Why can't I? Why can't I do what they're doing? Why? Why? Why can't I say what what I'm learning or what I'm feeling? Yeah. Not not in a not in a a preachy or condemning way or a, a self righteous way. It was just like, why can't I say what what I'm learning? I'm just learning. Yeah. And that's what kind of made me want to do it. It was like, dude, at least my friends will listen. At least the the neighborhood will listen. Yeah. <laughs> not ever not ever thinking we'd leave San Diego. You know. Yeah. And then um. You maybe first band rehearsal with him. And singing for the first time? Yeah, dude. The first, the, and then the first time was actually at Soma's in, in the dungeon. Wow. I don't know if you remember back in the day, there was a, the one certain Soma's. You played the dungeon, there, and that was downstairs. downstairs and, oh, so yeah, but you had to have 100 people say your name. And then Lynn, if you had 100 people say your name, <laughs> that they came to see you, because you would get $1 from the, the ticket price, right? Yeah. So, But if you got 100 people to, to say your name, he would put you on one of the big acts upstairs. upstairs. Came. Yeah. And so we went. And it's funny because our first show, we had a hundred people there just because our homies alone, yeah, <laughs> and, and our family, you know, yeah. But uh, um, I, I remember, dude, I had my back turned turned towards the crowd. Mm-hmm. I dude, I think at one point, I don't remember this, but the guy said I actually had my lyric sheet like <laughs> they're reading off of it, you know, yeah. And uh, and my cousin playing the drum, you know, telling me turn around, turn around. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, I don't know what I was scared about because yeah. it was all my friends, but yeah, it was though. something that was so new, and I was yeah. like, and and, I, and I'm I'm by nature a shy person, so yeah. it was it was a trip to me. So it's something that I learned to do. That um, you know, that's why I never feel like I'm entertaining anybody. I feel like it's something that I was able to embrace and became a part of me to be, to be, to be that. You know, mm-hmm. I get to jump around and 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 express like my 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 just my soul you yeah know? So, it's beautiful yeah. that's and that's what music is for me so yeah um so pod is your first band ever yeah wow man yeah. the same girl <laughs> only one girl so like and then only one band and it's pod 
Bro, that's say, what uh, happened to a lot uh, of people, man. It's, I'm faithful and loyal, wow, bro. Man, that's incredible. I never even thought of that until bro, you said that right now. Only one band and one, one band. girl. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. yeah. So the band was called Payable. Payable on, on Death. Death. That, that was the first original name. That's yeah, it. yeah. Once we were there, um, my cousin's um, girl at the time, she worked at a bank and... Uh, um, it was a term, you know, payable on death, and it, was, it wow. had to, it had to do with uh, when you know when someone passes, what they leave behind. And at the time, we were wow. all discovering our faith, and you know, um, it was never a Christian thing. It was just, it was just like, dude, this is who we are, right? We're yeah. Um, and so we wanted, you know, we wanted the name to be tough. I think they had a single name at the time. They were like the Slayers, Metallica's Ministry, all this stuff. Yeah. And and they were like, they wanted to do something that was. Maybe three three words, you know. Yeah. So it was just stupid reasons, but payable on death. <laughs> it had a meaning and it sounded tough. And yeah. But we got sick of saying it, so it just became pod. That was yeah. it. <laughs> wow, man. So so that band. So you play your first show there. Yeah. And saw your homies, and then you start playing more shows. Just the word starts spreading. This was ninety two backyard parties, maybe. Oh, yeah. backyard parties. All after that. After the, I think that was the first time. Yeah, it was the first time we played, which was huge for us. But ever since then, then we got to play backyard parties and do all this stuff. But because we had a hundred people, oh yeah, Lynn from Somos. I think Green Day was coming. Green Day was coming wow. in, and we didn't even know who Green Day was at the time, That's awesome. right? And they weren't signed or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think at that show they might even got signed. So they wow. they were still on like independent stuff. I think it was like Kirk yeah. Punk or whatever. And uh, Lookout Records maybe. Lookout Records, yeah. yeah. And we were there, and then we saw them. We're like, dude, this wow, these guys are sick. Mm-hmm. I remember they even, so, but he put us on the opening slot for, sick. so to us, we were, and then the rap, that's when, when Green Day got signed and did all that stuff, that was our claim to fame. Like, dude, we play with Green Day. Wow. <laughs> like these guys got, they blew up, you know? Yeah, they found, It was yeah. crazy. What year was that? What year was that been? That was 90, that was 92 going into 93. Okay. We never met because they were kind of, it was funny, like, uh, I, th- I think they, our shirts might have been like, whatever two dollars more than theirs or something and they were like our shirts are the one for only 10 bucks or, or something wow. like that like clowning everybody and now we know later on you're not supposed yeah, to oversell yeah, yeah. the headliner you have to <laughs> the same price as them kids listening you can't if you're on tour of the band and their shirts are 20 your shirts gotta be 20 exactly yeah but to. back then i mean mm. you didn't know but yeah that's the thing in bands you, ha- you can't over yeah and i don't even know what they were i think they were just Damn, trying to green clown. Day shirts were cheaper than you guys i don't even think they were bro i think they just were looking for something to clown all the bands that were mm. opening for me it was the punk rock thing to yeah do, and they Shoot, soon after that they blew up wow man. yeah they got their deal and then it's before dookie that was right when dookie came out and okay. it was a couple years the next year the next year but yeah. that was while we remember like dude we play with green day they're they're huge now and then so so you guys aren't signed you just got on the show your local band pretty yeah much. yeah we just played local um and then lynn would put it's almost would put us on with you know whoever and cool. because we were different like yeah. you put us on with cypress hill like there we started awesome. playing with you know groups like that it wasn't always just this metal or, or rock thing. Um, yeah, I love that. I remember Blink when they first started. Um, we played with Blink. We played with like Unwritten Lost, wow. One Monkey, um, Buckle Nine, so Ska Bands. You're the band at Soma always. You're getting the cool, awesome gigs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because we, you could draw people too. We, yeah. we started to draw, and then and then um, we were able to. You know, he put us on as openers, and then pretty soon we were able you to headline that big room. You remember that first time? Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know if he. You could probably do several nights there back then. I don't know if well, uh, well once 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 we signed, but we we went like seven eight years independent, and then okay. and, and then uh, it wasn't until we signed that it was like okay now we're we're headlining shows you know in our own yeah because you know once people get to know your stuff I mean we we never thought we were headliners because when we would tour on our own even independently it wasn't like we were playing these big old rooms yeah. we were playing we were playing 
it was still those hardcore kids. Yeah. They're, they're promoting their stuff and abandon show, you know, abandoned buildings in freaking New Orleans, you know, yeah. uh, somebody's house. <laughs> it was DIY spots. Yeah, yeah, it was strictly like that. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, we're on a headlining tour. Yeah. It wasn't until it wasn't until we released a record and, and then people actually wanted to put us in real clubs. Like yeah. when we did it on our own, we didn't play like real clubs. We played wherever. Yeah. You know? So what was the first label? Because the first record was what it's called Snuff the Punk. That was all independent stuff. That's ninety four. Yeah, Brown. We Brown did independent stuff. Yeah. We signed, I want to say, in ninety eight and we to ninety nine and we put out Fundamental that came yeah. out in ninety nine. And that had Rock the Party in Southtown on it? Yeah. And because we got um That was I remember seeing that the, not the control. I remember seeing the kid with the straight edge shirt on. Yeah. In the backyard, everybody going on. I was like, Who is this? What is this? Yeah. Like it was it was yeah. awesome, man. I love well, that. The, song. the 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 Southtown um video I still people say that all the day. They're like they turn on and they see like you know what's, my cousin's rocking like a Zayo jersey. Yeah, my, another one's rocking um, Such a helmet. You know whatever. Yeah, I loved like, it, dude. So yeah. they saw it and they're like, "What is what is this?" You know, and it was in the street and yeah. it was like pe- people kind of related. But then even when we did the rock the party, if you look at all the people in the bus, you know, you got to do with a mohawk. You got these brothers that look you know like gangster. You got these Mexican cats that look you know. So it was we always wanted it to man. be diverse and yeah. And not say that we're we're one thing. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, well, this is where we come from. Like, this is we know all these people. Yeah. And in our hood, people rock metal, the hip hop, reggae. Yeah. You know, mariachi, Mexican music, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're San Diego is very culturally like yeah. broad. You know? So that was a major label that record. Yeah, what Atlantic was? Records. We did things on our own forever, and then um, but we signed to Atlantic Records. I want to say '98. Yeah, was Sib on there too? On it was on, I thought there was oh there was like a uh, imprint of there was Atlantic, imprints yeah yeah that's right lava or something like I don't, I don't know that, that lava was. lava came around the time right after we did our first record too is the lava started to, to blow okay up. yep because that was like maybe orange nine millimeter maybe um, yeah Civ, I remember orange I nine was orange nine on there I don't know I thought they were part of the whole lava imprint thing but when when that but so it might have been yeah so you I was guys, a huge we were huge orange nine fans yeah, dude. Man, yeah great dude. band man yep underrated not many people talk about them. Yeah, I no, talked, we were, dude. Fred Durst told me straight up that that band inspired him to start Limp Bizkit. I could not believe it. And really? Yeah, man. I would have never. He says, what's up, by the way, too. Oh, that's what's up. And Freddie. Um, that's what's up. So were you guys, when that record, when the fundamentals come out, does, is, are you guys blowing up at that time? Are you just still just grinding? No, we were we were grinding, man. At that time, we were just doing all the underground stuff. Um, And then on that record. um, the, That video was getting played, bro. That's right. But even before Rock the Party came out, the first Southtown wasn't getting played, but it was like, okay, you know, it was, it was, I don't even think, it never even went to radio, but I think wow. on the college circuits, it was, we were starting to get some stuff, but, but at the time, Primus took us out. They were the first, that was the first big band that, wow, and they so, were big then too. Yeah, and we were like, this is nuts. My name is Mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh-huh. they were so, you know, they were, they're sweethearts and less, everybody was so cool to us. Yeah, great band. And then, um, right after that, um, Seven Dust took us out. And they were and, killing too then. I remember Seven Dust. Yeah. So our album came out in 99, so um, Seven Dust took us out, and we just started to ju- kind of jump on little uh, tours. Yeah. It was 2000, I'll never forget, because my, my daughter was born in end of March, but we were, Corn had actually hit us up to go on one of their tours. But were they be- big that, at that point? Yeah, Corn. They was, were yeah. just, they yeah. just, right, they had just hit that. Okay. Right? So, no, they, they were, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm retracted they were big okay right they were big <laughs> they were big because they were all over mtv yeah but so they 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 heard of us and it was because of Southtown. yeah and then so they had asked us to go on their u.s tour and i'll never forget our manager was like dude like, it was the biggest news ever like corn wants to take take you guys out 
and, but at the time, um, my my wife was um, my daughter was going to be born. Mm. So I remember the guys were all stoked, and I I looked at them and I was like, dude, my that's when my daughter's born. I can't go out. And everybody, you know, everybody understood, but it was kind of that, oh man. <laughs> and but we we family stood, first, yeah, man. family first. So I do. Yeah. We you know, luckily they supported me, stood my <laughs> ground. Like I'm not gonna miss my my first no, kids, man. you know. So we we said we called back corn and said, dude, thank you so much, but we're not gonna do it. Whatever reason, then they said they called us back maybe a couple weeks later and said. Well, we're going to Europe in um, in the summertime, and we'd love to take you. Wow! First so, time, yeah, it was yeah. And not only that, wow. we were on tour. We were going to be on tour with Seven Dust, and we were like, we're not going to back down on Seven Dust because we got a better, you know, quote unquote, better offer from Corn. Yeah. And we had never met the Seven Dust guys either. But for us, just trying to be a band of integrity and stuff, band, yeah, yeah. professional. We were like, we're not going to cancel out on Seven Dust to go with Corn. Like that's just we don't want to be known as yeah. that band. So we held which our ground. Any band would have done that, and that's yeah. amazing. You didn't do that. We held our ground with Seven Dust, which there again, Seven Dust took us out. Complete sweethearts, gentlemen. Probably awesome. still one of my favorite bands. That the nicest bands, yeah. you know. And um, you know, they showed us the ropes, just like Primus did. Uh, in in that world, because we yeah. weren't we weren't in we weren't in the rock club world yet. We yeah. were just doing stuff still, <laughs> you know, DIY style. Yeah. And then um, my daughter was born, and then we went to um, and then Corn took us to Europe. It was like it wow, was mind blowing, first time ever. Yeah, and they're a massive priority. Oh, but they were, well. dude. Yeah, they were at that point. Your main support. Yeah. Wow. Man. It was it was whatever like whatever country in normally you know I go sometimes they'll have like a a local band or or a band from yeah. that country, and then it was us. And Corn, that was it. But this is when they had like, they had the full on jail cell set oh, yeah, up, I remember that. and they bring in the fans, and the fans are in the cell just rocking. Yeah. Out. <laughs> we were blown away. Every we yeah. watched them every single night. We're like, this is. Nuts. And that's your first time in Europe. Two thousand. Oh, yeah, we're on. We're like, we're on freaking tour with Corn. Was that a long tour? I mean, I think we hit every country. Yeah, back then, back then was way long. <laughs> yeah, yeah longer was, tours. You do anywhere from you know you do from four to six weeks. Yeah. Wow. And for us, it was like, this is this the crowd is, was great for you guys. Was oh yeah. It's like this is what it's all about, right? Wow. This is crazy. Like we're on a big. This is huge. Wow. And then I think that year we did. We came back and then we did Ozfest, and that's when um, Rock the Party hit um, MTV. And then once okay. it hit, hit, once it hit MTV, wasn't Southtown on MTV too? Maybe or somewhere. I think somewhere. it might have made like ten, like oh, okay. like number ten at one, like once on that okay. top ten of TRL. But it, at, wow. back then, back then it was because. It was because the fans, dude. It was the fans that voted. Like it's not like today yeah. with our cell phones, you just punch in one number, and it tells the whole story. Back then, <laughs> yeah. you had to get on your phone from three o'clock to four o'clock, whatever your time zone was, yeah. and dial in and say, "I vote for Pod Rock the Party." Mm. And it only—that's the only reason why we got any love. It wasn't the label, dude. We didn't have like the pub. We didn't have any of that stuff. Okay. It was because our fans that we had built for eight years in the underground yeah. were calling up. And then MTV had to say, like, who the heck is this band that keep, keeps getting requested? <laughs> I love that, though, man. And because of them, Southtown was making noise. So they, they we got on their radar because of Southtown. But once Rock the Party hit, it was more friendly. It was more fun. Yeah. And when, once that, once our fans got us to number one, it was pretty much we were on their radar. Because the yeah. I think the only rock bands at the time that hit number one was Biscuit and Corn. Okay. So that's why they're like, who the hell is this band called POD that wow. nobody knows who this guy these band this band is? It's amazing. And the they're number the one. Fans. It's the fans. And that's what I always like to tell that story because it's beautiful. Unfortunately, right? we don't we're missing that now. Yeah. But back then it was like, dude, this is my this is my band, you know? We love them. We want to see them. We succeed. love them and we want them, yeah. 
different. They just category. don't want you to go so mainstream, you know. I know, but there's like <laughs> then there's like the difference scene. It's like you're a sellout because you have more oh, yeah, fans we got than in the too. basement. Yeah, but it's like. To hear the fans voted for you and got you there, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Like that's that's how I always have to give it up wow, to them. It's man. it's the kids that, you know, and we were kids at the time too. It was the, it was those kids that were like, no, nah, dude, I'm, I've been I've been rocking with this band for for years now. Yeah. And so when the opportunity of any type of exposure, they did it. They they do they grinded Had it your out. back, man. It was and to me, it's the most beautiful thing ever. So now everything's changing for you with that record and and. Rock the party, and so the shows are getting bigger, and you're feeling it. Well, we're starting to get on, like, um, you know, we're starting to get on some of the rock shows or whatever, mm. and and we're, and we're getting kind of we're moving into that this rock scene, you know. Yeah. Um, we're getting special, you know, MTV would throw a rock and jock bowling, you know, I and, and, yeah. and we get on it like what? We started wow. to get on stuff, and it was like then we got Ozfest, you know, which was crazy game changer, and yeah. that was a game changer for us. And I think again because our video was out. We literally got um, not even the opening slot, but the second shot on the on on the main stage. Wow! Which you know most of the new bands all played on the side stage. Yeah. So for us to get there in a, in a time, I think it was like um, Queens of the Stone Age. Bro. Okay. So we got after them, and that we met all these guys, and like here we are on tour with freaking Pantera. We're like, this is <laughs> crazy, crazy, dude. Incubus was on, you Incubus, know. Incubus, yeah. Um, and this was it was nuts for us. Wow. And it was, but it was all new because we weren't used to playing with these these rock bands you know these rock star mm -hmm. bands it was mostly like underground punk stuff yeah. or hardcore stuff and so we were it, we were just students at that time like this is crazy so are you just strictly in tour mode then are you starting to write songs for satellite on that on those tours you just in tour mode right? we just strictly strictly record. tour mode and it wasn't like you know we would do our we were doing our own tours and actually then i think we did take out um we took out head pe mm. band called project 86 and we took out lincoln park and when nobody park? nobody knew who, who they were they wow. played 15 minutes bro no, but they were on Warner Brothers, so you already knew. We already knew these guys are gonna blow up. Yeah, we already knew that this machine was, and and they're great. Yeah, Th this is the last time they're gonna be playing club shows. You know. Yeah, we were playing the club shows. That's when we got to know all those guys. We knew that after this, like their their song was already killing it on the radio. Oh, like a song. It was um. They tried so hard. No, that was it. That was was uh, a one step closer to the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to break. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were like, they, you know, they, no, they're sure. 15 minutes. Everything they killed it. You say yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, okay. So they were already on the radio. Wow. So we took them out, and then um, and then they 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 went they skyrocketed. You can feel it too, probably. Right? They skyrocketed yeah. from there. Um. So after Dang. we were done touring, and then we'd get home, and then. To us, it was just here we were touring our butts off, and then we get home and all the homies and our friends are like, "Dude, you guys are blowing up." We're like, "We didn't see it because we were so it's busy touring." Yeah, you're in it, yeah. And then, and then, but then when the record went, it went gold. It was huge. We're like, by the time we we recorded the Rock the Party video, yeah, they presented us our gold plaque. We're like, "Wow, that's man. crazy." So it actually went, <laughs> it went gold. Just by grinding with with yeah. Ozfest corn, I don't even think the Ozfest is just the corn tour. It was grind. We were grinding. Yeah. And they were like, but once Rock the Party went and we hit MTV, when that record went platinum, we were just this is craziness to us. Wow. This is craziness to us. And so when it was time to write Satellite, there was no pressure. We just thought like, dude, well, we earned those fans. They'll probably come with us on the next record. Yeah. And so then we we started writing, and it was like, okay, is that Howard Benson? Howard Benson, yeah. Yeah. We we were Howard Benson's first gold and platinum record. Wow! Now his wall is yeah. We did Hazen Street with him later on. Yeah, but I yeah. We did your record. Wow! Yeah. Interesting cat. Shout out to Howard Benson, man. <laughs> so I was rocking sweatpants and he's interesting. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. The most he's, flexible <laughs> old guy you ever know. 
Yeah. Okay, so Howard Benson. Okay, how, how did you pick him? Is that something that just happened? We we went up. Our, our rep, um, A&R, John Rubley, he he signed us. And, and oh, it's going to no, kill me. He actually, we, we went and met with the, another guy. Mm. and But he had did like a... And living color he did oh, some wow. people but but see back then pro tools wasn't around so okay so we went with him we met with him we thought we were gonna go with him but he goes i want you to meet this guy called howard benson he you know he told he did body count he did oh, I think he, right. even motorhead so we're like okay sick motorhead, let's yeah, yeah. let's uh let's meet with them but once howard benson you know and he's complete you know uh computer nerd geek yes. producer he and even when you see him, you're like, this isn't, you know, this isn't yeah. Rick Rubin, bro. You know, this <laughs> is, who is this guy? It's true. And he starts talking to us about Pro Tools and we're like, he was trying to sell us on it because nobody was doing it. Mm. And then once we decided to go with him, we're like, can we at least track on tape? Because we're old school, right? Yeah. We didn't, the thought of recording on a computer yeah. back then, 99 was nuts or 98. Yeah, for sure. So we did it and he's, and we record everything on, on, um, on tape. Did the record. By the time we hit satellite, we trusted him. We're like, all right, let's just we'll just do whatever. We yeah. don't need to go on tape anymore. So we still have reels of like that first album. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. And then um, but when satellite came out, bro, we were we know our thought was like, okay, well, let's let's be more universal. Let's try singing a little bit. Let's push you know, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, let's let's not let's be more open to, you know, to try and capture whoever. Um, and he's good with that stuff too. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. And and he he pushed, he pushed me. And to yeah. this day, I think I always give Howard credit that dude. I would have never even known what a song structure was if it wasn't for him. Because we mm-hmm. we were you know we'd have eight minutes, freaking ten verses, you know, <laughs> yeah. different choruses. We didn't know. We just we're just jamming. Yeah. But he he lined us up and and how to do that. Even now when I write, it's very hard for me to go out of that box because mm-hmm. you know the guys will jam and I'm like, bro, what? So what's the chorus? What's the like? There's no structure. Yeah, I'm like, let me put it in because I need to write lyrics. So let me put it into this this structure, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've all learned that from Howard. Was man. his engineer named Mike or something? Um, what when, was when not when we did the first record. Okay. When we did the second record. Um, it wasn't even Mike. Pl- you're talking about Mike Plotnikoff. That's his guy to this day. Okay, it wasn't even him. It, we used oh dude, I'm so bad with names. It's okay. It's okay. But we used the cat that did the the um. I think it was the Back in Black record for ACDC. Okay. So when he he came in and engine he engineered it all, it's gonna kill me. I can't remember. That's all right, man. But so he was actually supposed to. Um, he was that was the deal. Like, okay, we got this yeah. all star guy. He's gonna he's gonna engineer our record with Howard, and he's gonna mix it. Then he mixed alive, and and we, it wasn't. I mean, to me, I would have been like, cool. But to Howard and them, it was like it's not where we wanted it. Mm. And so what they did because I think we had like maybe one song. With um, what's what's the, the tag team? Howard's uh, the two brothers, the mixing mixing genius. Oh no! <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Well, he, anyways, he's he's him and Howard are the one okay, that have yeah, done yeah, all. Yeah. And again, I'm drawing complete blanks. Not the but, Dust Brothers, right? No, no. And no. no, I'm drawing complete <laughs> blanks, but whatever. Um, it's Chris Lord Algy. Lord Algy. Chris okay. Lord Algy. So Lord Algy brothers. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but you know whatever, whatever he cost. And then once once yeah. once my man couldn't do alive, they tossed it over to Chris Lord Algy, and then it was just like. Just let them do the whole record. So there's actually a, wow. a, a, a different version mixed version of alive. of alive. But once you know they had wow. the they had the cookie cutter Howard Benson to Chris Rodalji, and that's what why all the bands went to these guys because there was yeah. a certain sound. It was a mm-hmm. cookie cutter sound that they kind of created with Pod. You know, yeah, and it was a massive difference with him. Doing yeah, it, right. Oh, yeah. And so once they did it, it was a no brainer. He mixed the whole record, and then um, you know, obviously our our, our the album came out on nine eleven. Right. And so, but Alive was already number one at at radio. It was um, number one on TRL. Wow! So when it dropped, you know, we were one out of 
three, four, five bands that anybody wanted to listen to because at the time everybody was such it was a tragedy. Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear, you know, Slipknot. Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear, you know, the, um, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor yeah, by... Yeah, the song was... Per- I mean... Yeah, it was wow. just... It, it put us... For that moment in time, it put us in the face of people that were that needed music as healing. Yeah. The, you know, which, which music is, but it's also entertaining. It's mm-hmm. also all kinds of different avenues. But at the yeah. time, you have a song called Alive that's number one at radio and then 9-11 happens. Then people were like... Now they cared what we had to say, you know? Yeah. So, so it, was it was on the radio for a long time leading up to the release, like a couple months. Yeah, out, it was our single. single. I, I know, but wow, man. So it, it just happened to be, and then especially for New York, it was like, yeah, dude. POD is our, this is our, this is our band. Wow, and then once man. Euthanation came out, then it was like, here was another kind of crossover song. And it was like, all right, these guys are deeper than what, you know, than, than what we yeah. gave them credit for. And, so people just started to pay attention, bro. And then, wow. then we went out on our fir- our very first headlining. Um, no, no, uh, Europe, Europe, Europe headlining. And, wow! And by the time we were already reaching these countries in Europe, um, dude, they were literally handing us gold plaques. Like I, all these places were like, "What is going on here?" But Holy it was because crap, I don't even think "Alive" was the first single in in um, any other country but the okay. U.S. "Euthanation" was the song. So by the time we got to Germany, by the time we got to Ireland, all this stuff, dude, the reps are coming out giving us gold and platinum plaques wow, and we're man. like what the heck is going on dude this is crazy wow. we took out el nino and uh and uh el nino, el nino and uh new york cats too yeah uh, el nino and skin dread and by the too. time we were playing dude first the second time we go back to europe first time was with corn now we're doing headlining and we're selling out shows and dude we're just like kids that are saying this is crazy so crazy this dude. is crazy meanwhile back in the u.s it's blowing up it's just yeah and and we're, then we're doing Ozfest again for the second time, 2002. So we went to Europe, and right when we got home, it was like, get ready for Ozfest. And at that time, dude, that's when then, then Sharon, dude, they paid, you know, they paid us. We were getting paid. It was like, this yeah. is crazy. Wow. This is crazy. It all happened. It didn't happen like that. But be, but to be four guys from the neighborhood, that's like, dude, people know who we are. This is crazy. And then you shot the next video. Um, Rock the party was uh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, no, 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 no yeah, 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 live euthanation, yeah. and all, but all that time we were touring nonstop, bro. Fuck. It was like this is crazy, but we knew, we thought, we knew, dude, if we grind it now, tour twelve months out of the year, um, you know, and put just go for it, then, you know, when next time when it comes down to negotiating or whatever, we'll have kind of some leverage and. This is what this is what it takes. Yeah, we need to freaking grind it out. You know? Had you been playing the live live yet until you, before you went to Europe? Or was this the first time really playing it since it blew no, up? No, that's that's because of because of the satellite record. We didn't have platinum or gold plaques for any other country during Fundamental, okay, except okay. US. But once satellite hit, and then now the label was like, okay, these guys have something, and then they then they actually pushed us um, to Europe. Okay, they didn't push us to Europe before, in other countries yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are for the first time, and it was just massive. But dude. Right before 9-11, we played for TRL at Battery Park Okay, four, three or four days before 9-11. Wow. And I remember being leaving Battery Park, playing for TRL, and seeing the Twin Towers. And my boy, rest in peace, Matty Matt, New York hustler, he was like giving us the touring. Spice. And there's the, you know, there's the Twin Towers, and there's wow. this night. And we're like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, and then all of a sudden we come home to do record release. And, you know, we were at whatever records 9 10 at wow, midnight because remember they sold yeah. records at, on, at tuesday yeah. so midnight we're doing signing we we signed and our satellite record till like 3 
four in the morning. Wow. We get home with the intentions of playing at the Roxy for our release date. We go home to sleep two hours and then we get the call. Boom. What, you know, wow, turn on the TV. And it was like, and then all, a lot of our reps that were from Atlantic Records that lived in New York, they were with us and they couldn't even fly home. Yeah. And so they ended up just kicking them and we, everybody would just stay at my grandmother's and my grandmother, my family would cook for them for literally two weeks. Just, wow, we just waited it so out. Like, shut down, that's right. Yeah, we just waited it out. And then that's when, you know, so we, whatever, for us, it was like, okay, it's what it is. Um, I mean, we got, we're tending to the world. We didn't even care about our record, right? Yeah. Yet, all, then all, until we get the call and people are like, dude, the, the song Alive is just, it's resonating now more than ever. So then I remember them calling me. I remember they gave me the number to call into TRL when they're sitting, Carson Daly and everybody in New York is just, everybody's still heartbroken, everybody's somber. And they're like, they want you to call in and and encourage the the, the country. I might remember this actually. Bro, and in my mind, I'm like, what? What do I have to? <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 sitting here too, like wondering what the heck's yeah. going on with our with our yeah. universe, you know, yeah. our world. But I think at the time it was only they only cared about Pod had alive. Yeah, they cared about I think Enrique Iglesias had a song called Hero. I think yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Lenny Kravitz had a song, and so I remember it was only us bands that were that they wanted to hear from, and wow, I'm like this man. is nuts, dude. Like, but this brings us back to earlier about music at the at the t- the lower the totem pole of when the pandemic hit something really exactly. bad hit this is something horrifying too but your music was really that's what they people wow, man. and that's what i mean they didn't want to hear they were they were they were tuning out the bands that were just uh, rock yeah, and roll yeah. rock and roll you know yeah. sex drugs rock and roll um you had a message and everything yeah, and it yeah. was there and that's the power of music the substance and substance there you go yeah and we were always if anything we always took you know pride and it's like dude we were that song was there before this tragedy happened yes and so we you know we took it like this is it was it was meant to be you know yeah and that's why you know i'm excited for even through like this the, this pandemic like i'm hoping even us we're writing right now it's a, i'm hoping that it births something that's that it's meaningful you yeah. know like i don't i don't want to hear the same old that's why i don't really we're talking yeah. about that's why i'm not really into the the hip hop of today because it's so much and I like flossing, dude. Yeah. But you know, we do it in our music too. But yeah. But when it's strictly so self absorbed and it's all about just the money you have, the drugs you're doing, yeah. you know, how be- how better you are than everybody else. Like that's not what the world needs right now. Like yeah. like I don't want to see a dude walking in the neighborhood who's who's got, you know, whatever, the three thousand hundred thousand dollars on them, like I don't blame somebody that's gonna take it. I don't. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not promoting violence, but yeah, walk down there with dude, and you you got three hundred thousand dollars worth of gold on you. Like you're yeah. lucky if you can survive without it. I mean, yeah. with it. No, so, for sure. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean. So yeah. So again, I'm hoping that there really are bands that, and groups that come out that have substance, and I like yeah. the ones that do. You know that when they have something to say, I'm like, dude, I want to hear what this guy or girl has to say. Yeah. So that that song was like a soothing. Everybody connected to that song yeah. you know, that day. That's, and then so you're home for two weeks hanging out with these like, these dudes from New York, like your label guys, and then you have to go back on tour soon, no? Um, I think yeah. W- I think once things cleared up, um, I think we had actually even come came out to New York to do a um, MTV uh, episode or TRO episode, of, yeah. And it had to do with 9/11. They were still clean up everything, and I remember they took us down to. Um, even ground zero and and you could still there were still cars that were still wow, parked there man. was and for us all we had seen was stuff on, on the, news. the news and yeah. so for us to be there was like it was heartbreaking it's heavy so 
you know, and then we did a, you know, interview and we're sitting there and actually my, one of my good friends, he's a San Diego firefighter. Um, they were pulling in resources from everywhere. So yeah. we happened to be there while he was there and they even brought him on oh, MTV wow, and they're man. talking to him. He's a firefighter. And he was like, you couldn't even, he was going in the tunnels. He was, they were, they were going in there looking, still looking for bodies. Yeah. And he, there was stuff he's like, I, he couldn't even talk about. He was just like, yeah, it's just heartbreaking being wow, here, you know? man. So we were just there for this kind of still healing thing, but but New York was trying to. I mean, the whole world was just trying to get back to to the norm, you know. Yeah, I remember I canceled their tours. I think we went oh, to yeah. Australia like three weeks later. A bunch of people canceled, but we still went. Tried to leave, and yeah, we ended up doing that. But yeah, I just moved here in two thousand one before it happened. I just mm. got to Cali, and I, I had all this weird like guilt. Oh, that's my city. I should have been yeah. there. Like, not like I could have done anything, but I had right. this weird thing. Yeah, it was heavy, man. It was a crazy oh, time, dude. man. Yeah, super heavy. But man. then at the same time, it's like. Your song is massive, and you're selling his <laughs> records, and your band's totally blowing yeah. up, and it's like it was nuts. Yeah, it was we didn't know how to, you know, it was just a kind of a to navigate. It was through, a weird right? but great time. It was like look at you know as far as U.S. goes, and even the world in general. It's like this we're living in crazy times. Yeah. Um, but here our record is blowing up, and Dude. we're like this is nuts. And it, it would sell like three million or something. End up selling like three million. But Overall, I think even more yeah, than that. I think at, even worldwide, I think it even might even went up to five or six, bro. It was just like it was a satellite nuts. thing when boom single. Wow. Yeah. Man. Then, then after a live youth, then we did the the boom video, and it yeah, just man. and then the you know it, to this day you, you still hear it on ESPN, and you still hear it. It just became a sports channel kind of. What the boom? Yeah, boom, dude. And then yeah. movies, you're like, this is and you know, it's not like we're do we don't know. So what you we're start getting movies with a lot of those songs, right? Yeah. Wow. And even man. but even during the Southtown, or excuse me, um, that album, you know, like we got hit up by Adam Sandler and all. We were getting cool little stuff that wow to be to do the little Nicky soundtrack, and it was like, oh, that's right. That's we were right. getting opportunities that were like, this is crazy. How does Adam Sandler know that our band exists? Because it wasn't like we were, we weren't on mtv yet but yeah adam sandler was hip and he was he's like dude i love i love you guys band like this is nuts wow man he had us on a little nikki special and it was us deftones and incubus and we were all sitting with adam sandler and we were we all sang the joker way right? oh, wow. <laughs> like, is that is online crazy. somewhere probably yeah. Oh, yeah online somewhere wow yeah 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 it's uh i think chino's singing chino's singing and all of the rest of us are just kind of um back doing all the backups in the chorus stuff but Dude, I mean, that was for me, that was the most fun, like, era of like music, you know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody was kind of in their own lane, you know, even yeah. though they want to lump you up, but you had the incubus of the world, you know, System of Down, Corn, Deftones, you know, there was just. Were they calling you rap rock? Like, what, what was your, what were they, what was your genre they were putting you in back well, then? Well, before we even signed, I mean, we, we've heard it all, dude. We, yeah, we were rap rock, rap metal, rap core. Rap core. Um, you know, everybody we didn't know we we just blew that off but then yeah once it became new metal it was like it's not like we ever took the flag and said, oh new metal is just like whatever do we've been called a million things at this point like mm -hmm. so that that's not gonna stick but i guess it's stuck you know i like rap core i never heard that before rap core to me with i, I liked I like it i thought yeah because we were still trying to find what we were but when we came out and people heard us they're like oh you guys kind of are like body count we're like you're, you're just because we rap and you know Ice T raps, but obviously you haven't listened to Body Count because he's doing Body Count. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he, Ice T likes punk rock. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. He, and he and I don't really think he blended the two. I mean, there was nah. there was, you know, he's he is who he is, but yeah. I think he was going more for the punk stuff. And then so people were like, "Oh, you guys sound like Body Count." I was like, "Oh, that's cool, whatever." And then <laughs> and then when Ray, yeah, thank you because we love Body Count, right? Yeah. 
And then when Rage Against the Machine oh, came right. out, it was like, a, oh, dude, you guys kind of remind me like Rage Against the Machine. And then we were like, oh, cool. Yeah. But but we remember when Zach was in Inside Out. Yeah, and man. he was coming to San Diego to watch House of Suffering. And that's who, that's wow. an amenity and all stuff. And House of Suffering amenity, was yeah. the, they were the guys that kind of took a, us on their wing a little bit because we would go to their shows and we're like named after a bad brain song ladies and gentlemen uh, yeah exactly that's cool and man. but, but it's that. because of daryl daryl was uh rest in peace he was he was rapping and we were like okay oh you can okay this rap thing and, and music but yeah. to me they're like some of the that to me they're the ogs okay. you know so you know once rage came out it was like oh you guys sound like rage but i remember somebody coming from a buddy of ours coming from i'm not uh Javier Mata, I got to give him props this time. <laughs> he came from Somas from watching Rage. He went to go see Rage, didn't even know where they were, brought back their freaking tape and said, dude, you guys, you guys, sound, these guys, you guys are the same. Wow. And so that's the first time we heard Rage. We're like, what the heck? Wow. And we were like, these dudes are sick. Yeah. But we knew, but I knew of Downset. Oh yeah, Downset too, yeah. From LA because of, they were on some like little mixtape. Yeah. Once I heard Anger, bro, I was like, these fools are That's okay. Right, anger. But so all of us, yeah, yeah. Hostility towards the opposition. Anger. Florence and Normandy. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about Zach. Mm, that's right. There was some weird beef. There was some beef. That's right. Because, because, you know, Ray was like, shout out to Ray. Yeah, shout he, out to Ray. He was Ray. like, uh, no, nah, we're, we're, we're the true like rap kind of core rap rock mm. from the hood type of, yes. you know, when he didn't think that, you know, I think he didn't think that, you know, the Rage guys were, Incredible, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? I remember that. That's right. Yeah, man. this is the anger. Okay, that, I know. Punk that. mother never oh, even right. seen a nine. Oh, that's right. I catch you slipping, <laughs> punk. I'm gonna I phase was a you. I know those people. I realized that song was a diss track. Wow. Okay. Because he, yeah. That did, did Rage I, ever respond? No, but I, I don't mm. think so. But I always, I thought it. Maybe, dude. Someone correct me if not. I always thought it was a diss track to Rage. It makes sense because you know they were raging and they were all whatever. Harvard, they were all. Mm. It wasn't downset. It yeah. wasn't. You know, it wasn't to them. It, you know, when you're from the the streets, yeah, or the hood, you're like, it's just not credible. So that's when he everybody's went getting off. checked. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. getting checked. Back then, you did anyway. Now uh -huh. you don't. Now everybody gets a pass. You know, yeah. <laughs> <That's so> <laughs> there true. is no pass anymore. It's true. It's <laughs> there true is no. though. Yeah, people check your credentials for sure. Back, back then, then, now there's no pass. It's like just, where you're from, what scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to prove it. Yeah. Now you know there's no wow. proof. So. How much pressure do you feel after satellite to make another? Do you even care? Are you in that zone mentally where like, oh my god, we said like four hits, yeah, yeah. four videos off this album, yeah, and then you go. Is, is there a lot of stress well, on that or no? We, there was or pressure from the label. Not pressure from the label, but this is where things took a turn. So Marcos, <laughs> our original guitar player, who's with us now, right at that time, you know, dude, everybody's blowing up. Whatever happened, there's no blame. Now we're, we, we're just over it, but that's when we split from him. Okay. So at this point, we have millions of records under our belt. You know, we've never been paid a dime from the label. But Make now, your money now. Yeah, but so now we can go and negotiate with them. Okay, um, let's negotiate some money now, right? We've sold millions of records. You haven't paid us a dime. Um, we're not making money to buy a house or anything at that point? You didn't buy yourself off a of touring, bro. Yep, the touring. Dude, yeah, thank yeah, God touring. for Ozfest, bro. That, oh, because uh, like Ozfest is when we first we got our first payday. Because you're in a bus, you're taking tour yes. support. You're paying it all back to the label. Yeah, kids, listen, you get tour support, you get money advances, nah. all that signing bonuses. 
It comes back later. They, you have to get all your yes. royalties, all that, man. Well, say that it's not it. free. The label was designed <laughs> to keep the artists in debt. You've heard that forever in rap yeah, songs. You've heard it. And that's that's truth. So yeah. even now, this is what's even more crazy. Check this out. So we're millions of records sold with Atlantic Records, oh. and we're still recouping. Still recouping. How does that make sense? Wow, man. We're still recouping because whatever. Every you know, every time they, they took a flight, every time they did whatever, they charge it all to POD. We didn't know that. We're not we're not freaking we're not desk, we're not lawyers, we're not come yeah, on. man. We're just playing music. Yeah. Wow. So so this is where it gets crazy. So with Marcos It's gonna make me sad. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> it's very sad. So we we're we, we're negotiating, right? And we're like, we're finally gonna get our payday. Um, you know, because we have like a whatever many record deal, but dude, to do our next record, they finally have to break bread, right? Yeah. So we nego- we're negotiating, bro, and the it's like buying a house. The numbers going up, and we're like, this is great, but the numbers going up, we're stoked. We're like, bro, and we're talking millions of dollars. Okay. So we're like, I can't believe this is we're <laughs> in this position, but we've worked our ass off for yeah. the last few years. We're, we, okay, we're we're in the driver's seat, and then all of a sudden it's going up, it's going up, keep going back and forth. And then the drama starts to happen with our guitar player, Marcos. Um, so which eventually leads to him not being in the band. Yeah. There's there's no, before we used to fight, oh, uh, he, he he was fired. Oh, he quit. We, now it's just, that was just our split. Yeah. And so we did the right thing. So now this number's up, right, with with, with Atlantic Records. For the next And album. it's still going up for the next mm-hmm. record. The moment we do, we do the right thing and we say, hey, you know, Marcos is no longer in the band and... But we're ready. Like, we're ready to write. They come back with the offer. Boom. Dropped it back down to freaking peanuts. Why? Because to them, at least we bought, unless we bought it, was that you're not the same band anymore. Mm. That, that was their reason for, for cutting us out of all the millions was of dollars. Was he a songwriter with you guys? Oh yeah, for sure. But they didn't know that. Okay, okay. Because okay. we never we no we yeah. we give we we've always split up Equal, our us, yeah. us too. So it was never sure. like that, right? Yeah. So they didn't they didn't know that. Yeah, so that's weird. But yeah, they yeah. used it against us. But in in our in our maybe even anger and pride, we're like, cool, we'll show you we can do it again. Okay. So, which I, I now I wish we would have just fought and got lawyers and everything. Man. So but so we do that. We take their their scraps, and we go on to um and then we got called to do the Matrix um. The Matrix Reloaded song. Oh, wow. And so at that point, we're like, hey, we have, nobody knows this, but we don't have a guitar player right now. So we call a friend of ours, Jason Truby. He played for Living Sacrifice, a friend out of Little Rock, Arkansas. He flies in. We do the song. They love it. And then we were just like, hey, dude, you want to write a record with us? It was, you know, and it was just, sure, it was that easy. And then he did the next two records with us. But but the moment we did our third record, which was Payable on Death, same thing. First single, will you number one TRL yep. radio? We're like, okay, we're back on the groove the whole nine. We do another video called Change the World. Change the world. Yep. Bro, did a video the whole nine, sent this dude around the world because our budget's there. Killer video Crazy if you ever seen it. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah, we're on the freaking now, they're on the Lincoln Park tour. But at that time was when all the labels were shutting down, the electro, all these bands, they were all closing. Yeah. We were going to like, you know, Atlantic Records offices in New York and all of a sudden, this a whole t- a whole um, floor of offices Fire, are shut. Down. Everything lights are down low. Yeah, everything is is gone. Come to find out, here we are on the biggest tour of you know of this, the year with Lincoln yeah. Park, Lincoln Park us, 
Hoobastank um, Story of the Year. Hoobastanks. <laughs> story of the Year is on there? Story of the Year, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. love Story of the Year. Love so here we are. Man. We're all bros. We're on the biggest tour. They don't even work. Our, our first single is number one MTV, number one radio. They don't even work our second song. Wow. Two radio, two MTV. It sat on their desk because everybody was getting fired. So at that point, we realized that, dude, they they made their money off us. They don't, yeah, right. They don't care anymore. Wow, they care about man. their jobs. Yeah, and their and everybody that you know we're relationship people that we've built relationships that helped with Atlantic that helped create POD with you know with us. They're all fired. Wow, man. So you're A&R guy, like everybody, everybody. everybody's wow. fired, bro. So we're like. So Here nobody we are. there now, yeah. So we don't even do the record. So the next one, the next record, we have. So that record's over at that point. You stopped touring, whatever yeah. on that. Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. Well, we we toured wow. it, but we pretty much, yeah, we pretty much done. Wow. So we went in to do another record, and every record you get, our budgets is bigger, right? Yeah. So obviously they want you to spend your budget, and so we did. We put out our our our, our fourth record, Testify. Yeah. But same thing, bro. They they same thing. They did nothing with it. Modest Yahoo's on it. Um, who else was on it? We got freaking. There's somebody else in there too. I saw. We had the uh, Booyah was on there. This is the first one not produced by Harold Benson. This is our first record. Yes, it was. It started with, it started with the uh, another cat, and we ended up going to Glenn Ballard to finish it up. Goodbye for now is the song, right? Yeah, Katy Perry was on. I mean, she wasn't oh, Katy. She wasn't Katy Perry at the time, oh, that's but right, she was on the Warped. I remember that. Okay. She was just, um, she was just hanging around the studio because Glenn Ballard was. Wow. He 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 did a. Um, he put out uh, Alanis Morissette. He's, okay. he's a genius, right? Okay. But at the time, I was like, dude, let's. We need a female vocal on this song. He's like, I got the girl. I'll bring her in if you guys vibe with her. So Katy Perry would hang around the studio all the time. Wow. Super tomboy, super dorky. Yeah. Cool as heck. Um, and she sang on it. Did, did even did some TV appearances with us, and then she became Katy Perry. Wow. Not because man. of us, but no. But but would put her on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, I said that's know? pretty crazy, right? though. Wow. But even that record, bro. Booyah tribes on there. Um. Sick Jackin's on there. Sick Jackin, yeah. Uh, I want to say Send Dogs on. I was going to say Cyber Sammy from Cyber. Yeah, yeah. All, so yeah. it was, you know, regular POD record. Yeah. They didn't do nothing. Wow. So by the time, by the time, here we are, four records deep with Atlantic. Now here comes our fifth record. Are you and, making some money though? Like you're chilling, like you got money saved, you're... Oh, not for. I mean, well, you make money tour, off of, off of yeah. touring and you make money off of publishing when they're when. But you're living off the band, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Oh, completely. And you moved out. You have your own spot somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, yeah, and you know, again, especially you're surviving. We're, yeah. To uh, well, well, we but we got a little records, bit of money. Okay. We got we got some money that put us that put us in a great position. Well, at yeah. least it wasn't the payday that we expected. Yeah. But we thought, dude, we'll just keep grinding and working hard like we always do. It'll come back to us, right? Yeah. But the moment they stopped working the records. So after we did our fourth record, Testify, they did nothing with it. Um, so we go in to record our fifth record. Now our budget is really, really huge. And then we just basically made a deal with Atlantic. We were just like, dude, why do another record for you, you guys? Put our heart and soul into a record. Yeah. You guys aren't going to do nothing with it. You don't care about us. Yeah. So and the only way for us to get off that record or or well, to, get, to get out of it was to, because we were just like, dude, we're going to take your million dollar budget and write a f- five dollar record and pocket the rest. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were. Gonna, we were willing to do it. Yeah, we're like we'll, we'll record it out of our bathroom. And in the yeah. time, it wasn't like you you could. Now you can record it out of your bathroom. Oh, totally. But back then, that was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah, you couldn't. You know, so we were like. Wow. So basically, we got we got out. All they wanted from us, they they let us go. No money, no nothing. Um, and but we had to do a greatest hits with them. A greatest hits. So okay. we did two songs with them. Um, they did a video for it. And we were pretty much off the hook. 
no no goodbye money. I mean, you know, wow, no, no nothing. And I was like, dude, again, they this label, whatever, they won. The label won. But to, to let you get off like that, it's pretty amazing too. Major labels usually have you forever, man. You know. True, but they also saved themselves. I think a million bucks, which yeah, which so, which was the budget. Like, yeah. dude. So that's how we tricked them. Wow. Instead of taking a million dollars and yeah. doing a freaking five dollar record and keeping it. It was about the music. We're like, dude, keep your money. Like, just let us yeah. go. Like, we're not. We just That's don't want to be. We don't want to be with them anymore. And yeah. they're a powerhouse. They're a machine. They still are. But yeah. we made a choice as a band. We're like, we don't. We don't want to do this. Like, yeah. We we make music so people can hear it. Like, yeah. You tore in that record though, the When Angels one. When When Angels came out, um. So then we went to a different label. Yeah. When that came out, then we went through our own drama. Um. You know, other more band drama. Yeah. So I was done at that point. You burnt, yeah. I was burnt, and then um, but we 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 actually we didn't. I think we did some flyouts. Yeah. We did some acoustic stuff. We didn't tour that record now, wow. and, and that was that was you know it was bad. But we were going through so much inner stuff. It was like, oh. but well, that was the Mar that was the album that Marcos came back on. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. were excited, and people were excited, but then all we all of a sudden we had another drama in our band, and. It just kind of took the wind out of our yeah. sail, and that's and that's when, 2009 is when I I said, dude, can we just take a year off and, kind of maybe we can get all our stuff together, you know? Yeah. And then 2009 came and it just kind of stretched out a few years. It happened so fast. I mean, it didn't happen fast, but you guys were going so hard. You hard. Know what I mean, it's hard like just to digest everything and. It was. It it took um, it took some. I just needed to get back. That's when I cut my my lot. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. During well, the during the end of the recording of um. When Angels and Serpents. Yeah. Um, yeah, I came home. We record up here in LA. We go home for the weekends. I went home and my wife was eight months pregnant. I had my two little girls. We were sitting outside and um, you know, I went and got the camera. I just I was there. I was just like, it just hit me. And then I went and got the camera. I told my wife, take some pictures of me and my girls, and she did, and then I gave it to my daughter. I said, Hey, take some pictures of me and mommy. You know, it's we're it's summertime. I got hair out, we're tanked yeah. out. I, I have my dreads all over her belly, pregnant, big old pregnant belly. And then um, my wife's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Like, what's going on?" And then after my kids took the pictures, I went inside. I brought back the scissors and I gave it to my wife and I said, Phew. "Wow, that's heavy." I, man. I would cry. I would start tearing up. Wow. <clears throat> and it I was gave, like, it was just like it just like hit me. And just it was like a cleanse. Over. Yeah, we were going. This was the biggest thing that happened to my band and my family. And I gave my wife the the scissors, and I said, um, "Wow, man!" And I had just seen like this documentary or something about how like when when the Marines and when soldiers go in, and it's like it's talking about the these military or you know these soldiers they have no identity because they they strip them of everything. Mm. They they have no identity. They're 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 gonna become soldiers. Okay. And so that that was in my head, and I was like, you know, and I'm grateful and blessed for for the run, and but at that yeah. point I was like, at the end of the day, bro, like. I love what I do and I'm blessed what I do and I wouldn't change it for the world. But at the end of the day, I'm a freaking husband and I'm and I'm a I'm a daddy. Yeah. And, and I'm just a human being, you know? Yeah, dude. I'm not trying to identify but but I, I have an identity. Sonny from PD, yeah. he's t covered in tats, got yeah. long old dreads, and he's in this band. And that's yeah. my identity. And I'm like, that's not my identity. Mm -hmm. So that's when I just you know, and I and, and I was rediscovering my faith where it was like because you know, here we are, we became rock stars. Your faith gets tested. Yeah. And again, bro, I'm not a perfect person, but now you're like, oh dude. You got people wiping your ass. You got, you know, you get you get to the best parties in the world. You're you, now yeah. you got to put all your convictions into place, and you know all this stuff. And I'm like, and then this, when this stuff starts happening to my band, I'm like, you know, then you just get really like lackadaisical and everything. And it was at that point I was like, yeah. yeah, you get very comfortable 
lukewarm is what you know lukewarm. the Bible calls it. The Bible calls it lukewarm. Was it was the was the band all the band stuff because of the success and everything happening fast and the label is all that problem. Yeah, well, we we did the two politics, records. Yeah. yeah, two records without a guitar player because we we. we you know, we had a falling out, and when yeah. he, when then he finally comes back to the band, we're rekindling our friendship. Then something else happens to you know another member, and like it was just too much. Too and much. I'm like, bro, I'm like, if rock and roll is gonna destroy, like our friendships, our our characters, our our, yeah. our marriages, it's not worth it, man. Our kids, I'm like, bro, I, I didn't ask for this. Family and friends first of all, that, bro. Sure. I was like, I didn't ask for this. I you, I got asked to be in this band. Yeah, I didn't think we were gonna leave San Diego. All, <laughs> of, all of a sudden, people know who we are. And yeah, but I'll go right back to working construction. You know, I'll go, I'll work. I don't, yeah. I love it. And I'm afraid of it, yeah. but I'm not afraid of it. And then, so at that point I was like, dude, just take some time off. And then it just became a, a few years. And then, um, you know, that's when I got a chance to really like do a lot of community work and, and yeah. just kind of find myself. But, you know, once my, like I said, I gave those scissors to my wife and that must have been so emotional. Man, it was. I do. I bawled my eyes. I never. Th I thought it. I'm, must I'm, feel so good too. I'm a dread it at heart. You know. What yeah. I mean, I, I'm growing them growing back. Again? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm a dread at heart. I just wanted to see if they grow back. You know. It's working though, right? It, it's totally working. So, <laughs> but my wife, my wife did it, and my and my kids did it, and um, I felt like I was reborn in a sense. You yeah. Know? And then people started asking me, "Well, what the heck? What Were you, you Rastafarian too? Were you studied that? No, okay. no, no. I, 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 when I was a kid and I listened to reggae music, um, funny thing is that's what kind of introduced me to my faith because I was I listened to so much reggae music and when you listen to the roots of it it's all scripture it's biblical yeah. scripture and the only difference and I remember even as a kid as this kid I was rocking a Haile Selassie medallion even before the brothers in my neighborhood wouldn't even rock mm -hmm. in that even the, even the Africa they wouldn't even rock in that Haile until Selassie, Tone yeah. Loke and all stuff came out but I was <laughs> rocking it because of my uncle who was Rasta right yeah and um, so they're like, who's this little you know white pale kid with you know rocking Haile Selassie <laughs> and um, but I remember one day it my it went missing my my medallion and it was oh. just a leather you know and uh and i was asking my mom i was like hey have you seen my selassie you know and they're like she's like let me ask you something and this at this point my wife she's a christian right okay my wife my, my, my mom she's a christian she said <laughs> let me ask you something do you believe that highly selassie is jesus christ reincarnated you believe he's jesus christ and i said no i don't She's like, then why do you why do you wear it? And I was wow. like, I was like, because I love reggae music, and I and I respect. I I, yeah. I I honestly, I could say I love Haile Selassie. He he yeah. was an Orthodox Christian. Mm -hmm. He was such a good man that the whole Rastafarian group believe he's Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's how good of a man he is. Now, yeah. if I hope in my lifetime that I could be that good of a man that you <laughs> identify me to Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, that's my goal in life, but it's never gonna happen because I'm, I'm a man, right? <laughs> but so, and even Haile Selassie himself, you can Google it right now. He he says there's a there's a sect, you know, and there, there's Rastafarians, and they claim that you are the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he says I'm not. I mean, yeah. you can Google it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but to me, the only difference between Rasta, you know, and, and, and Christianity. I mean, even Bob Marley converted to Jesus Christ on his deathbed. Mm. He gave his life to Jesus. So they don't like, they didn't like to talk about that because he was a high, big, <laughs> he was a yeah, big promoter of Rastafari. Yeah. But to me, the only difference between, between even what Marley spoke of was, was, you know, they believed that, you know, you can smoke herb. It's, it's of the Lord. It was, it was, it was grown on Solomon's grave. That's why he was the, the smartest man mm. in the world. Right. So that's and and that they believe that Haile Selassie was the second coming of Jesus, 
Aside from that, and aside from convictions, though, too, because Marley slept with, he planted a seed everywhere. Yes. But that's just a conviction that comes from faith. And if he didn't have that conviction, he didn't have that conviction. But yeah. in my faith, you know, that's a conviction of mine that to not, that I'm not to go and to sleep with whoever I want. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a conviction of my faith. You know, that's yeah. it. That's it. No preaching here. That's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I was never, but people always say, well, why do you say Ja, you know, all this stuff? It's like, well, dude, in the, it, actually in the King James Version, it says that, you know, he, uh, him that rideth upon the heavens and, you know, all this, whatever. I can't even quote it perfect, but it says, but you shall call him by his name. It actually says, yeah, Y-A-H. Okay. But in Hebrew, it's when you have it's the J, it's the J sound, so it's ja. So yeah. when you hear reggae's people or singers stuff saying ja, they're talking about Yahweh. I'm talking about God. Mm. So even even Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, Jehovah. Jehovah. So everybody always thinks it's a Rasta reggae thing. It's like, no, it's a Bible thing. Mm. So people would always say, well, you guys, you guys say you're Christians, but I see all this Rasta imagery or stuff, whatever. And it's just like, bro, I'm not claiming to be Rasta, but I definitely love the culture. And I, I love the humility. I love the, yeah. I love reggae music. I, dude, it was because of reggae music. Even my friends were thugging it up. And I was with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're my homies, but that like you said earlier, that, it was never my heart. Yeah. And I it wasn't till, you know, as I started to read the Bible in my later years, it says that the word of God will never return void. So when I listened to reggae music, I I was that kid that turned on my radio or my my boombox yeah. and listened to reggae music and slept to reggae music. But the bands like Third World and Marley, Third World. Yeah, and all these all these, you know, Twink, Twinkle Brothers, like all these bands back then, they were they were singing scripture. Which is the word to me? Well, it's it. It is the word of God. Mm -hmm. So I was having the word of God sung to me as a kid, and I didn't know it. Yeah, and it was resonating in my heart. And then you, when you read later, the word of God will never return void. I, I read, dude, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. It was me. Even when my friends were thugging. I was always like, bro, we don't have to do, you know. I was, yeah. I was the peacemaker, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Why we're thugging, but bro, yeah. we, we don't, we don't have to. Like, we let, let's find an alternative. Let's, yeah. I was that guy in my yeah. friends. Hey, why you want to hurt this? Why you want to hurt animals? Why you want to, you know, whatever? Mm -hmm. Why do, you, why do you want to do this or that? Why do you want to be thuggish, ruggish? And I, I get it. We're, we're kind of raised into that mentality. Yeah. But it was because of reggae music awesome, that I was like, nah, dude, I don't want to get into fights. I don't want to. I don't want to steal. I don't, you know, I don't want to rip people off. I don't want to sell yeah. drugs. I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to. And it was this, this scripture that was being sung to me through reggae music. So when everybody, whatever wants to say, well, that's this religious type of music. I'm like, dude, that, not, I don't think so. That's just music. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I never like categories of music. Are you a Christian rock band? Like, what does that mean, dude? Yeah, people, people put you in that. Oh genre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For every to this day, I'll do an interview today. Like, so, um, you know, are you guys a Christian band? Like. Bro, freaking come on, dog. Google it. So I don't ask us something like interesting. Like that's yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. I got sick of that. I'm sure, man. I, I'm we, sure. When when a band like Rolling Stones <laughs> would say, So are you guys a Christian uh, Christian man? I would literally say, What do you, what do you what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to tell people <laughs> these guys suck because they're Christians, yeah. or, or or you're trying to put me in a group that I agree with you probably does suck. And, and dude, I don't identify with your view of Christianity. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to define it for myself. I definitely don't agree with a lot of things. Yeah. But if you're trying to put me in a category that says, hey, if you're not a Christian, quote unquote, then don't waste your time listening to these guys. Yeah, that's... We're saying this is music. I love music. Rage Against the Machine. Do I agree with his, his political views? No. Yeah. 
I mean, not all of them, you know. Not all of them, yeah. Same to all, all bands. But that's too. you should be able to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. And so I, I hate the fact that you were always trying. They were, they were always trying to put us in a category. But the moment we sold records, the record labels didn't care anymore. Now they, yeah. it opened up for all the bands. Now they were underground. Totally. You know, even that that had the same kind of faith and background. Yeah. You know, whether it was the Zales of the world, whether it was Zale, yeah. you know freaking um, Under Oath. Were they one Under Under Oath came from that world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Devil Wears Prada, Norma Jean, which I'm rocking mm. this short shirt. Norma Jean. Uh, Norma Jean. Just, I know just took them out to Texas. Yeah, all those oh, guys. That's cool. Um, Living Sacrifice. Um, all these bands had those roots, and they came yeah. from that world. So once Pod kind of smashed that stereotype it yeah. was like oh actually so there are bands that can have christian roots and still be good like you, or, or you gave you gave them a shot to listen yeah, to give them. Them a shot yeah what's the other band with the, um i never saw you guys like that either. i knew you guys i knew you were religious but i didn't think about it like that yeah you know what I mean? well see i'm not even I religious the music That's the message. yeah i'm not even well because you you're the kind, kind of guy that that you you see through the eyes of music and it's like you should be able to say whatever you want like yeah i never thought beastie boys even when they when they became buddhist i never said well that's buddhist rap I never yeah. said that, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. you know, if anything, I remember like when Shelter and stuff, like, oh, those guys are like uh, Christian. Christian. I was like, yeah. But they wanted. I think they kind of wanted, like, yeah, we're Christian. We're Christian core, yeah. But but and but we never said, oh, we're Christian rap core. Nah. Like it was because to me, even then, it was like music is music. I didn't even I didn't grow up in that. I don't know what these what these bands are. Yeah. But I was never. I was never trying to market even that, like market my my faith or market my, nah. my belief. No way. Nah. And, and we didn't even play with all those Christian. Like we, I mean, we we played in the underground where we we knew those Christian bands, but yeah. they were, but those bands were killer, bro. They were good. Whether it was like Strong Arm, I mean, even MXPX. Yes, remember Strong Arm. MXPX too. Yeah. MX, they all yeah. came from that. All of that um, Tooth and Nail world. Oh, Tooth and Nail. That's right. But dude, there's so many, the bands are endless that came from there yeah. that you know you know. They're I never saw them like that. Yeah, I know MXPX. Yeah. And I heard they were, but even that was kind of like even then we didn't sign a tooth and nail for that reason. Was like we're not, we don't want to be put in a category of yeah. Christian. Oh, you're signed to a Christian label. It's like nah, mm-hmm. like we just want to make music, so we did it on our own. Yeah, I love that. And we and we and then we had gotten offers from even bigger labels, but they were Christian, and we we're like, nah. this is after you left the major label. No, this this oh, was yeah. this was when we were doing stuff independently. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were just like, I just we just feel like. We don't, we don't want to be stuck in that world. And yeah. so when Atlantic Records came on the table, it was like, this is crazy. We're going to sign to the same label that signed freaking ACDC, Led yeah. Zeppelin, you know, freaking Ray Charles. Yeah. All the all the you know legends were like, this Pretty is what, this is yeah, what we, I mean. Not, Especially we, come where you guys come from. Too, yeah, it point. was yeah. unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you have Dreads growing. How old are you now? Uh, 48. So now you're growing your Dreads back. How long have you been growing them for? We st- we were touring heavy in 2019, and um, I I just started letting it go, and all of a sudden I was on tour with my beanie, and I just started like kind of knotting it up, and I was like, cool, I'll just do it. And now I, I would do that very often, you know, and then cut them when I got home, since you know you don't I can look however I want when I get home, yeah, or, or when I'm on tour, I didn't care, and then but then you know they were they were starting to come in really good. We did a tour at the end of 2019, and I was like, dude, okay, they're locking up really nice, and then once <laughs> once COVID hit. And have to be nowhere for you know. I was oh, like, yeah. I stayed home and I freaking wore my beanie. Yeah. And then when they really started to lock up, I was like, Oh, I can't. Okay, I gotta see how far this plays out. You know. Yeah. What's your wife think about him? She stoked her back. She wasn't stoked because she because she'd been there. She's like she's like she's seen, yeah. she's seen it all. And she's like you're gonna have to go through all the the that state. And she 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 liked she, you with short hair. Yeah, I think yeah. the older I get, she's like, you, yeah. you look cuter, or you, 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 you yeah. look like the, 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 the guy I dated, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was also she knew that 
you know, like you already kind of did that or, or you, or you're going to have to go through the crazy stage. But, but like I said, I was already trying to before and then yeah. I'd be on tour and they're starting to lock up and then I'd come home and then I'd have to be at my kids like Christmas, uh, uh, pageant or whatever and i'm the dad walking in with with a beanie yeah you know and like everybody every other dad is wearing a tie and yeah here i am walking in i'm not a tie guy but me either but man. at least i could you know when i have my hat i could be clean or yeah. or i can i can style my hair or even when i was just shaving my head for a while at yeah. least it looks clean yeah but now it's like here i am i'm i'm the dad at in my 30s and now you're, yeah you're a tattooed dad and the band <laughs> yeah it's already bad enough that i'm covering tattoos dreads or beanie. yeah so i'm like isn't it so weird like going to society after do what we do and then then you're like a dad, and then you're like at the PTA meetings, or you going to the school. We used to we used to serve lunch at the school. You mm-hmm. call me tattoo man. Then you're trying to talk to all the other dads, and you're like at some thing where everybody's trying to mingle. And you feel <laughs> so awkward. You're like, yeah. what do you do? I'm in a band. All kind of music. Oh, it's like hardcore kind of pop. Yeah, you have to explain. Not metallic and not Green Day somewhere in between with yeah. melodies. And you have to explain it, like what you do, and then like, and you're like this tattooed freak. Yeah, it's just it's so they weird. Just, yeah. But trying to like be normal. Yeah, yeah. Like in that world, you know. Yeah. Well, but we've been through it when. It wasn't normal. Now it's normal. I mean, it, now I there's a side of me that was like, you know, and I probably wouldn't, but I always I always joke with my kids and everything. I'm like, the moment they come out with a cream that takes away all my tattoos away, I'm like, the, the no tattoo is the new tattoo for me. Nah, it's true. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when young kids are like, I can't wait to get this. I'm like, dude, just Get hold my neck on. Yes, yeah. first. I can't stand <laughs> that, bro. I see kids all the time. I'm like, it's crazy, bro. To this day, bro, there's still bands and friends that I know that walk around. And all of a sudden, when it's too hot and they gotta wear shorts, I'm like, you don't have one tattoo no, on your freaking legs, and you got, and your whole face is covered. Yeah, like their neck up and their shirt off. They have nothing on their arms. Bro, it's I've so seen bad. kids with their shirts off, their neck done, and their hands done, and that's it. Yeah, we sound so old, but it's true. There, there was like a way, like you collected me whole life in this process, and it was. A, it I was, just saw you just got your hands. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you fi- waited. You've been doing your whole life. Well, then- I wouldn't wait on my hands, but that was a wifey thing. Okay. And she's still not happy there. Okay, I had a wifey thing too. I had a contract. <laughs> see, see how my next time? I never tattoo my hands. Yeah, I'd have I a broke contract. It many I, times. I broke it's the it. worst contract I ever done my wife. And I yep. said, fuck it, I went crazy. And now she's just like, she knows, like, yeah. I don't know, but my wife was against it too, bro. Oh, my she wife. thought it looked dirty. She hated the way it looked. And well, my, see, my wife was like, even now, if you look at my neck, I, yeah, my neck would clean, be done. Bro. My neck would be done if it wasn't for my wife. And she's still. Upset that I did my my hands right, not upset in a playful way, but it's like she knows that that's who I am and stuff. But she her excuse is not even that it's ugly. She's just like, dude, I I, I want to see your skin. That's all. Yeah. And to me, that's precious. You know. Yeah, like, that is. Nice. I'm like, dang, I'm taking away your your skin. You know. I know, but but also, <laughs> but I'm like, it's me. And then the argument before is like. Well, back then it's like, well, you're not going to be a band forever. What are you going to do after the band? You're not going to be able to get a job. <laughs> but now everybody has tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dudes at uh, Trader Joe's, my FedEx guys, the next, like, everybody Doctors, has bro. Doctors, too. Pastors, priests, everybody. So, uh, like, I, I thank those TV tablet. shows for that. All that stuff, the mainstream <laughs> TV shows. But, like, but there was yeah. a time where, like, it's a job stopper and all that stuff. But, like. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember working even even in um, corporate stuff after, after landscaping and, you know, not going past the sleeve because, yeah. well, well it was that mentality, like I'm, I can't get a real job, so I never went past the sleeve. And then I remember when I when I finally did, but I was covered up by long sleeves, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I won't go past my wrist. You know, yeah. it was just that mentality. And the moment the moment we went full time touring, was like I don't care anymore. And then yeah. that's and I think that's when that's when I started even growing my locks. It was like, yeah. What was the last real job you had? The last real job, um, we did landscaping for years, and then my cousin and I got a job over at uh, Hotel Dell in San Diego. Okay. Um, 
And like, how old were you? Like your last, you had a boss. We were 22, 23. Wow. Um, but because my, I had an uncle that worked there, they pretty much, they got us into the audio visual. We were, we were quote unquote audio visual technicians with not an ounce of experience, (laughs) but because they worked for like, I think it was like the resource department and stuff. We pretty much went in there and they fronted and faked it. And so, you know, we learned as we went. And it was just, yeah. at, the, at that time, it wasn't like today, but, you know, you could, you go record meetings, you set up projectors, you, yeah. s- you know, all that stuff, sound equipment. We, we were familiar with that stuff. Yeah. So we did the job, but we showed up with a, with a um, suit, and a collar, you know, tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and th- for that, that's when I actually cut my hair and I was okay. like, okay, I'll be presentable. And then, <laughs> you know, and we had, a, we had a killer job, right? Yeah. We're working at Hotel Del Work on the beach. This is amazing. And then, but we were touring at the same time, like during the summers and, and off time. Yeah, all of us worked, and we would tour during the summers. And then, um, when finally, you know, we had some some demos out. I think we had an independent record out. We were able to get shows all year long. Yeah, and that's when we finally came. We sat down and we were like, dude, you know, are we doing this or not? I like, love are, that. immediately sit down. It like wasn't. That. We don't have the Hollywood story. Like, oh, we all moved and twenty of us lived in a one bedroom apartment yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. It was like, no, we we worked. All of us worked. And it was like we were ma- something was happening. We're like yeah. we we believe something's happening, yeah. right? We had been on a couple summer tours um, from bands that you know we went into different states and stuff. And yeah. at that time, it was like I think we can do it. So we yeah. bro, we all quit our jobs. We got a you know a van and we had our we had our van and trailer. We we survived off of merch. It's amazing, man. I mean, if we didn't sell merch, we knew. We can't. We're not gonna have enough gas yeah. money to get to the next. Yeah, we, we never counted on record sales back then. It was this merch. There was no. Well, we didn't even have distribution. We yeah. we sold our tapes, and our merch at the show. Wow. And it was the kids that came out, and and dude, we we slept in truck truck parking lots. We yeah. because we we couldn't spend money on a hotel. Yeah. We would take Grind we it, man. we would we would we would get one freaking room <laughs> at freaking Flying J. Fly, uh, you know, take a, 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 a take a shower and then let, yeah. let the other fool come in and sneak, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we, you know, we all go in at once, we just shower yeah. real quick. And then you go to hotels, maybe and you're all sharing one room and then, oh yeah, if you did, but then when you go to the bus, bro, it's life changing. Oh, man. it's life changing. But see, we didn't have that until, <laughs> you know, that was like, that was way down the line, you know, but it's still such a moment to get your own. Even now when you get it, you like, even to this day. You you get in your bus and you're, and you're and we'll all look at each other and we're like this is cool man so sick it's dude. just it's still we're not those guys like oh my bus and you know we're like dude I got my I got my own place to yeah, bunk yeah and sleep's so important on tour especially being a singer it's Resting so important your voice all that stuff it's a must so you know we we're we're, we're down to earth guys dude we don't we don't take any of that stuff for granted you know what yeah. I mean but uh, yeah so that's do you what, do you do vocal warm ups too yeah actually I saw I think one of the first times I saw you guys were on the Screaming in Zen? Yes. That was my first. Shout out to Melissa Cross. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm still looking for the, because I, I need to, they need to do something on a download because I need it on my phone. I'll ask her. All, all I have is the CD. She listens to the pod. I'm going to give a shout out. Oh, dude, dude. Melissa, we love you. So we're going to get Sunny one of your downloads somehow, Bro, man. yeah. So She's I can have on my changer. phone. I had it on my old school iPod. And <laughs> yeah, this, la- mine too. this last tour, and that's what I used. It was, okay. it was my go-to on my iPod. And this last tour, I left it at a at a club in Germany. Screaming in Zen. And that was my. And even since then, because I think I lost the disc, I yeah. have I haven't been able to do Melissa's. Okay. Because it was on my iPod and my iPod only. Wow. Yeah, we need a download for sure. We need. I need a download so it's I can. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Because I don't <laughs> think it exists, but I looked for it. Okay. Yeah, we need to find that. So I, wherever I'm at, I can just on my phone. Boom, I can do it. But that saved my life. I never. 
the first time I did a, ever did a thing was with Howard Benson where he sent okay. me to a nose guy or oh. a doctor. And I was like, bro, I've been in this band for eight years now. I've never done a warm up. I've never done anything. And even then, I didn't even you never do. Blew your voice. Your voice was hoarse or nothing. Wow. I mean, but that was part of the thing. If you're yeah. horse, you're horse. You, yeah. give, you give you give the mic to the crowd if you're exactly. a horse. Exactly. It wasn't until We're lucky we could do that. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even until into the satellite record when I when when I realized, dude, I I can't sing these parts unless. Mm. So then I started to warm up. You know? High too. Some yeah. High. Oh yeah, and I never sang like that. It was always just more screaming and yeah. rapping. You don't got to warm up for screaming to me. Nah. And if you if you, it never kind of is your warm up. Yeah. It, it is your warm up. You, you know, you callous your throat and it goes Saturday. through. That shit's hot. Oh no, that's real hot. Even to this day, like, now we have guys that back it up. Okay, and I, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I still let the crowd do it. I got it. my guys in my band. Rusty's always doing the back. He, he's Love beautiful it. voice, so they they got me on that. They got it, you know. And you jump in whenever you want. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, but I I remember the first time I went to the doctor with Howard Benson. Yeah, and um, he sent me to this place, and here I am in Hollywood, and in, in, in this place I've never been there. I got insurance. Yeah, and the doctor checks it out, and um, he's like, "Do you do one?" And I'm like, "No." And he was he was like a music doctor, and he was like. That's the first time when he said, you need to start doing these kind of warm-ups. And even Howard would send me to a guy here in the Valley, and I would do it before I would do vocal um, or record. Yeah. And I, it was it was foreign to me, you know, but the, I remember the first time the doctor, he's checking out my nose and everything, and then he 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 pinches one one nostril, and he's, he says, now breathe in. I breathe in fine. He's, then he pinches the other nostril, and he says, breathe in. I'm like, I couldn't. Wow. I had no idea that I was only breathing out of one side. Wow. Because I had a deviated septum. septum okay, yeah, yeah. And it's just from whatever. It could have been fight, could have been anything, yeah. Know. So for years I didn't go because I never because we were touring our butts off. I never had the surgery. And then it wasn't until I think it was way after satellite that we had some downtime and I finally went and got it done. Oh wow. Yeah, it's and crazy. You felt the difference. It was yeah. I, immediately. You wow. can breathe, you can you feel like, you know, the hum in your your face. And I learned all this stuff from watching the video that from video, Melissa yeah. Cross, yeah. So um, real quick, so after you cut your dreads off and you guys aren't touring, now you're just home. You're just doing doing dad shit. It's back, no music, nothing. Yeah. You're chilling. Yeah. Just real life. Yeah. Just back with the family because you've probably been away from them for so long. Did they yeah. come out on the tour too? Try yeah. To come out? My, yeah. My, my oldest, she, you know, she, they all grew up on the, we were I mean, we were grinding back then. So it was like, they'd fly out to do certain things. Yeah. When, when Corn took us on in 2000. My daughter was um, six weeks old, and there was no way I was gonna leave. No nah, man. So, dude, my wife and my daughter actually came on that, and, and at that time, lucky for us, you know, we did have a bus. Yeah. So it was like Game we can make this happen. Yet I still lived in a one-bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? Wow, man. Yeah. So, uh, she was able to come, but I have pictures of her and me and my wife to this day. We're like, can't believe we took her. She was so young. We, <laughs> we, but we, you know, it was our first time in year. We weren't gonna miss yeah, the opportunity. Man. We yeah. live in life. You know what I mean? That's like part of the journey of having it kids is. too. It's like. It's yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. And so I see you doing the so the whosoever. So what is that? That's like a community outreach kind of thing you're doing. Yeah, it started. Um, actually, when when I had taken some time from POD, it was like um me just kind of rediscovering my faith and yeah. And I had learned so much at this point, like of if anything, mostly what I don't want to be from from Christian groups. Yeah. You know, because we got bro when I when I, you know, said the sinner's prayer and I thought I was becoming this Christian that I think this is what I'm supposed to do. If anything, I got more slap back from christians like well um your ta tattoos are ungodly your, your the music is ungodly so they were judging you oh yeah bro wow bro the first time we did a like a one a huge festival we were flying in somewhere and marilyn manson was headlining the festival and at this time he's he remember he was the devil himself at this time <laughs> you know so as we're driving up we're driving up we see all these 
picketers and we're like we're, we're like man it really does exist all these crazy christians are out here picketing manson and the closer we get the closer we get it was pod wow, there was actually man. christian groups that were picketing pod and saying we're wolves in sheep's clothing all the stuff and we're like what the heck is going on but we were already used to it like yeah we were used to it that's that's i think why we didn't we were like dude we just want to make music for everybody yeah. you know what i don't understand is this, this may be a dumb question but you can answer like so if, if there's a there's God and there's Christianity and you guys all believe in God mm-hmm. and it's every type of person, God doesn't care if you have tattoos or not. God doesn't care how we look because he loves and accepts all of us yeah. equally, correct? Yes. So it's so like, but then there's sectors of the Christianity. They're exactly. Like, you know, you, you have tattoos or you play that kind of music. Oh, yeah. Your hair is like, long. Yeah. yeah it's, it's stupid. crazy. But though. see, to me, that's... But in the eyes of God, God's like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. That's not cool because I love everybody equally. Yes. that See, but to me, that's why... I am not religious. That to me, that is religion. Religion okay. is man. To me, religion is man-made. Okay. You, you, you are creating, you know, your rules, your boundaries, your what I should do and what I can't do. Now, to me, yeah. I do, I do, do believe that the 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 Bible and the Torah, like the, this, is the word of God. So I'm trying to stick to to my convictions of yeah. this. Um, and I get, but people, it, it's it's to me, it's this simple, like. When, before Jesus was crucified and he was with his boys, you know, and, and he, boys. yeah, even those guys didn't know what was going to happen. They, yeah. they, they didn't quite understand even who this Jesus cat was, you know, but yeah. as they broke bread with them and he knew that he was going to be crucified. And after they seen Jesus do all these things and be who he was, he said, it's almost like he knew you knuckleheads are going to, you're not going to remember mm. that I fed the thousands that I walked on water. That I did all this. That I performed these miracles. You don't even get it. That's how that's how wacky you guys are, right? You're yeah. so crazy. <laughs> you see me do these things. You don't even you don't even quite believe it yourself. Yeah. And he said, it's almost like if Jesus said, "Well, if you can remember one thing, because you knuckleheads are going to forget all the things that we've been yeah. through and what we've done. If you can remember one thing, and that's what he said: love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love each other like you love yourself. Now, if we can love each other like you love number one over here, yeah, we might be in a better place. 100%. To me, that's not religion. That's like. It's religion that has caused the wars. Well, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. That's that's what's caused the wars. But if we do what Jesus said, just love God and love each other. If if it don't everything else will work itself out. Yeah. All your squabbles, whatever, just give it to God. Yeah. So if I do if I'm tattooed, I give it to God. Yeah. If if I, you know, whatever, whatever your convictions are, are good. Yeah. If anything, to me, I, I have more respect for you than most self proclaimed, self righteous Christians because you're sticking to, you're you're sticking to your convictions and that's that's just what it's about yeah thank you you're not even tiling it you know it's mm-hmm. not you're not even and you're loving people regardless yeah 100 percent. i think the problem with even me what i have a problem with christianity is there's a lot of these rules do this do that um but it, but you're doing it as well but you're just hiding it a lot yeah. you know yeah. and I, but i also believe that's what jesus did with the religious people was that you you guys are playing the part really well but in, inside your heart is is dirty yeah. And I think religion does that to this day. You there's a, a front of righteousness and of of I'm holy or I'm better than you or, or follow these rules. Yeah. But deep down inside we're all dudes. We're all we're all we all mess up. We make yeah, mistakes. We're not perfect. Yeah. There has to be grace for that. And that's yeah. where in my faith in believing in Jesus is that there is grace. Yeah. It doesn't give you um a get out of jail card to just keep doing it. Like, to me then that becomes cheap grace. If I know I'm doing something wrong and like, and I know, well, God, I believe God forgives me, but I keep doing it, knowing that God forgives me, it, it yeah, becomes dirty. Yeah, 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 I, I have to be able to change and be like, dang, yeah, I'm not gonna do this because, first of all, it's not right and it hurts people, 
and it hurts me. Yeah. So why would I want to do it? Common sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> not going to do it. True. <laughs> but uh, if you, you know, if you keep doing it, it's a dumb problem. No, for sure. Do you have any, um, do you have major regrets in your life? Any regrets? Um, one of my major regrets is, um, is when we split up with our guitar okay. player because, because people come in and then it's all he said, she said. And then, you know, yeah. at that point we were becoming, you know, whatever we were having success so His managers and lawyers all kind yeah of yeah now, now you have we weren't we're not just a band anymore bro we have we have lawyers we have we're a corporation oh, yeah, we have a businessman all, yeah. all this crap and then all of a sudden it's like um why why couldn't have we just talked it it's out it's a business at that point. and not only that we, we were becoming quote-unquote rock stars so we were starting to get you know on both sides i could i could say we are getting a little prideful and yeah. like and so egos yeah, yeah. ego so like well dude you're being a jerk. You're being a jerk. And it's like, yeah. but now the older you get, you're like, bro, let's, we could still get into fights and stuff, but like, yeah, we could also sit there and be like, let's talk about it, dude. Yeah. hundred percent. Back then you couldn't. Yeah. 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 You have to, that to me, that's a two way street relationship, you know, but if you want to continue to just be a jerk and do your thing and not, not meet me halfway, yeah. then there's a problem, but it's cool. He came back though too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, and I, I always give him the credit cause that's after like dime bag was killed and all this mm. stuff where, we and we had even gone through lawsuits together because then he wanted some of the money that we got, so gotcha. we had we had to do all these things and it, it got ugly. Um, and then, but after a couple years, um, I'll never forget. He he called me up and he was like, and he was just like, "Dude, I I miss you guys." It was that simple. And it was like, um, you know, the more I think about all we've been through and all we've done, yeah. and for for us to let this crap get in the way. Yeah. So big up to Margos. He was awesome, he was man. he was. He was humble enough to be like, dude, I don't, I don't care anymore. I just, yeah. I just want to, I just want to, it wasn't even about music. He wasn't mm-hmm. even like, I want to jam. It wasn't none yeah. of that. It was like, I just want to, can I take you guys out for coffee? That's cool, man. <laughs> it was like, let's go get some coffee. Dude. That's amazing. Cause we, we were mad at each other for some years, you know? Yeah. You didn't talk for several years, right? No. Wow. And even during those two records, I think I was so pissed that he, <laughs> he wasn't there, you know, me, or yeah. in my mind, oh, you quit, you left us. Prove him wrong. We're going to yeah. kill it without him. Or th- that kind of mentality. Yeah. Even when you guys came out and Jason was with us, even yeah. that, you know, I'll never put my, I never stopped being man of faith, but even that, I was just like, I was kind of pissed. I was like, I'm going to, ha- yeah, I'm going to kind of do my own thing right now, you know, because yeah. I was upset. Mm-hmm. We've gone through all this stuff and now this stuff's happening to our band, you know. Yeah. And so I, I got loose with a lot of things, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I would, I would be mindful and watch out. But at that point, I was kind of like, I don't even. That's kind of numb in a way. Yeah. Where it was like before, I'm, I'm very oh, the mindful. What we did with you guys? You mean that year, 2004? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was because even like now, I'm very mindful. Like, dude, if I, you know, if I'm if I have a beer, like I'm very mindful of who's around me, just because. Yeah. You know, like if I'm if I'm hanging with you, I'm not yeah. gonna drink a beer because mm-hmm. I'm because I care about what you think. Yeah. Right. But, but and, I wouldn't care though. I know. I know. But if also if I'm with a beers, if yeah. I'm with a so, sober guy, yeah. who I know is like fighting every. Thing you can true i'll never you know yeah so so i'm very mindful of that um and not only that i also mindful of, of self-righteous holy people that say oh you can't be a christian love jesus and then have a beer yeah <laughs> so and i'm like ah oh, dang it you know everybody has like their own rules for yeah, like, the yeah. one god it's so interesting to me because everybody has different things like some people don't like gay marriage some people like i see all these things are religious people but like but yo what about the guy upstairs that you're trying to say made these rules when he he loves everyone equally. It's not yeah. like, I mean, that's what, that's what I feel or I see. You know what I'm saying? I believe but so different too, people bro. Like, My God told me you can do this. Well, how about thou shall not kill? How yeah, about yeah. all these different things? You know what I'm saying? It's, like, the, it's the God. Well, see, that's what, but, bro, 
That's what Jesus did. It's like, oh, if you say, yeah, thou shalt not kill, but Jesus said, yeah, but you you look at your brother and you hate him. That's the same thing. Yeah. You have murder in your heart. It's the same thing. You might not have done it, yeah. but it's the same thing. You, if you murdered someone in your heart, it's sin is sin. Yeah. And that's why I believe in the grace of God. But for me, I just like I just I want to love people and I yeah. want to and I want to get to know people. Like I don't dude, I I would rather sit with, you know, a gay couple, a, a, a Muslim couple, you know, wh- whatever, anti whatever and just break bread. Like yeah. let's drink some liquid death and <laughs> yeah. hang out. And Conversations, I, I really want to know where where your heart, mind and soul is. Yeah. Um but dude, when you said that, you got to watch that movie uh, The Shack. It's, shack yeah okay w- watch it it's just the same thing where it's god is saying that's all my children like then you choose it's i can't choose these are all my kids mm. i love i love everybody the same yeah and everybody has different struggles everybody goes through different battles but yeah you want me to send somebody to hell one goes to hell and one doesn't mm-hmm. god is saying I, I love you equally yeah like so if you look at it from a father's perspective oh, you know yeah. if that was my kids you look at, at it from a different perspective where you're like, no, that's my, that's my son. That's my daughter. Yeah. You know, are your kids religious as well? You like, keep, you keep saying religious. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no. Do you guys like, do they, do they go, yeah. you guys go, yeah. We okay. go to church. We, you know, we read the Bible, but, but I also leave it up to my kids. Yeah. Um, I want them to have their own, you know, faith. I want them to yeah. have their own convictions, which they do. But you know, dude, my daughter's going to be 22. I have, you know, my kids are growing up in the real world. They they've grown up in rock and roll for yeah. their whole life. I mean, I've 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 guarded their hearts and minds. My wife and I like you know. Yeah. Obviously, I just don't like. Oh, go hang with this band. They're over there, you know, snorting coke and banging chicks. Like you know, yeah, go to Uncle So and So and hang out. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be like, you guys do your things. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my kids out of here. But yeah, they were doing the, them, and I was doing me, which is be yeah. a daddy. Yeah. So and it rubs off, you know, either way. So totally. So my kids are not. They're not. Um, they're not shocked by the world. They're not. Yeah. But they, so that's why that's why it, it balances out perfect. Where they're like, they understand God's love. They understand that you know, they believe in a, a certain. They believe in God, but they also we have freedom to live in this crazy world and not get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And so, really, that's just that's kind of what our our faith is. Is like yeah. I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a slave to this world. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that traps us, but I, I don't have to be. You know. Yeah. And then again, it just comes with conviction and that we just, you know, but we, we love everybody. We walk this life. Yeah. Try to understand, be compassionate, be empathetic, yeah. you know, but there's also things that I do believe that are like, you know, I'll never, I'll never die on that hill or like, or, or, or condemn anybody. But I also believe that there is an order of things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, and I try to live my life to a certain yeah. order. Um, no, I love that, man. But I don't want to, I don't, I'm not here to you know beat anybody over the head with it yeah. it's like i, I would we, i think religion has done that too much too often whereas like i would rather be be a friend to anybody and then if my faith and my own convictions mean anything um that you see then maybe you might check it out yeah yeah but i'm not gonna lead say by example too yeah you lead by example life, yeah. that's it no i love that man that's it yeah. one of my questions are you an optimist or pessimist but you're totally an optimist <laughs> see that bro i know that already like You've always been that way, huh? Always yeah. positive, yeah. Yeah, always, dude. Always see the good. Always do all that stuff, right? Yeah, bro. I believe in the good. I mean, yeah. I, I, but I see the evil. Trust me, I see yeah. the evil. But I believe in the good. Like, Sometimes I, I would see the good in people that my friends be like, "Yo, that guy's not really that guy's a piece of whatever," and I'd yeah. be like, "I see the good in him." I don't know why. I'm always like that. That's that's a good and bad thing about me that I do. 
I want to see good in everybody. I want to think everybody's good. You True. Know? I I think it's. I know it's bad. I know there's crazy things. And, no, and I, and I think it's. I think it's. I think it's all there. I know. I think it's there because I believe there's a innocence of us all that was was meant for good. But yeah. we, we live in a crazy world that just darkens and corrupts. But I know. But there's also. I mean, I see good in people, and I know, like, dude, that guy's a good dude. Um, you know, right now I don't really care for him because yeah. he's, he's going he, through. He is. Yeah, he's going, and and he's not the nicest, or or he keeps you know, screwing you over or yeah. whatever, but you're like, and I know people like that where it's like, I just keep my distance. I don't stop yeah. loving. I don't stop forgiving, but I'm also as a common sense or even as, as just common sense. You're just like, <laughs> I probably shouldn't kick it with you right now because yeah. you're in a bad place. And, um, but I'm here for you. I'll help you. Yeah. I'm, and I'll help you. Um, but I'm not going to let you keep, you know, dumping on me or, yeah. or, or whatever, or project on me when you, you're going through your own stuff. You got to totally. figure it out, but I'm here. Yeah. Always be here. Yeah, I have more relationships like that with people where it's like, I, I don't see you or dude, I don't even agree with your lifestyle. But at least you know I'm, I'm always here. Yeah. But don't take it personal if I'm not kicking it with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Because no, I because I am a husband and a daddy. Yeah. That's it. And you're a human. And I'm human. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want to hang. Yeah, I might. And I can get caught up just like you. So don't totally. don't take it personal if I if I'm not hanging out with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So, so the last record was Circles in 2018. Mm -hmm. You guys were touring on that because that was before the pandemic. That's right. Yeah, it, um, dude, we toured Europe twice. We've never been to Europe that many times. Oh wow! So we we were shocked. We we went to Europe early in the year, and the res Europe, the man. response. Oh yeah, bro, the response was insane. And we hadn't toured Europe, headline toured in probably 15, 16 years. Wow. Um, we kind of neglect and when we went through all the stuff in the states we kind of neglected it you're focusing on here in America yeah first. just trying yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out and the label drama but yeah we you know we had gone back for um we did a tour with hell yeah rest in peace Vinnie Paul we went to, oh, yeah Paul. we went with hell yeah they took they took us um we did a UK run with like um alien out farm who was and they were all wow, yeah farm, it yeah. was all great man um, but when we went back on our own, it was like, let's see how it would do. And we, you know, we did all the smaller clubs that we, yeah. did, you know, anywhere from the 700s to the 1500s. Yeah. And dude, it, it did more than well. And majority of it sold out. And we were like, this awesome, is crazy. Man. So it w went so well that we did a second leg end of the year. Um, and it just was killer. Wow. So we, we had this momentum. And, and then, then, and then when, when the pandemic hit, it was like, no. Dude. So now we're just dying and it to like go it was back. Twenty years old, and yeah, it just was twenty years old. Yeah, two years. Wait, twenty. Last year. Yeah, last so year. So that yeah. was the whole. We we had we had done. We were able to do a two month run at the end of the year, but we had planned on touring the whole year overseas yeah. on that anniversary. So I think even when we go, we might if like if if Europe opens up soon or in you know Brazil still, still do that tour. Yeah, we man. still might. Yeah, man. Because because it was special, but it is special. You know, but we're we're talking like we're just waiting for as soon as we get the okay, like oh dude, now you can tour Europe or you can tour tour um you know South America, like we're in, dude. Do you remember going on stage the first time since the pandemic? How that felt? Because it's been a minute, right? The first time. Well, because you guys stopped in 2018, and then yeah, that tour was 2018, right? No, 2019. Our last show was actually New Year's Day in um El Paso, New Year's gig into 2020. Oh, wow. And then we we had like a couple months off because we were like, dude, we're going to take a couple months off. We've been yeah. touring our butts off. And then all of a sudden, come February, they're like, wrap, dude. and we had we had tours lined up. 
we had a Europe tour, like everything. It's two years right now, almost. It's been two years. Wow. Then they were like, um, we're shutting down. I was like, ooh, okay. Only two weeks, and then only three weeks, and then yeah. four weeks. I was like, oh my god. So it felt like a movie, man, when it yeah. kicked off, man. I was stoked at first. I was like, dude, I get to be home. I'm cool. But then a couple <laughs> months kick in. You're like, how do I make money now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if I'm lying, I'm like, I'm actually. Uh, um, I mean, if I'm telling the truth, I'm like, I always complain when I'm on the road, like I want to go home. I know. And now when I'm home, I'm like. It's it's just who you are. I'd love to be in a crappy backstage in Germany <laughs> yeah, at a festival, yeah. eating some cold ass catering. Actually, I'm not going to say that because yeah. Europe's got banging catering. Oh yeah, bro. no, they take care of you over there, bro. But it is that thing where like you're on tour, you like you leaving for tour, you're saying goodbye, you go on the airport, security, yeah. passport, waiting for your flight. You you you're like so close to your family still. Then you get on the flight. Once you get there and get into your mode with yeah. your brothers and playing shows, then it's beautiful. You have FaceTime, but. Leaving's the worst. It's hard. I miss it so much. But then when you're home for two years, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's another thing. Luckily, we have great wives because this right, is probably right. the longest they've been home with us in years. Oh, yeah. They're probably like, I can't wait for you to go back that's on tour. That's what I'm saying. Like, my wife's like, the reason why our marriage lasted this long. Because you were gone all the time. Leaving. But then, but then it exactly. really tests your marriage and your love and all that instability true. when you're true. stuck home. All of a sudden, what? You're not on tour? Yeah. True. I mean, oh, you, you sh- and it's not even a, a negative or bad thing. We just, yeah. that's just how a routine like yeah you know and are you Make go you go away it. you know yeah i go away my wife misses me to death or i go away i miss her to death you know now we're together it's like there's it's just a the routine was like we just miss each other all the time so when we get together it's always super special now i'm now now i'm becoming annoying to everybody yeah right? me too <laughs> now it's like they can't wait for me to go on tour i just hope it opens up soon i'm seeing all kinds of things now it looks pretty good over here so. man i really want to go there heck yeah go back on tour it's so weird that you, when that this stops like that's your life, you yeah. know. You're playing music and sweating and singing and the yeah. crowd singing, all that. Just we've gone. been doing it so long. It's I know, and then man. it's gone. It it take, does take a part of you. Yeah, it's just like it's something, and then you're like, uh, what is my purpose? What am I? I'm lucky I started this podcast <laughs> before go. the pandemic, and I had a bunch of banked episodes. But like, I miss touring so much. That's my life, and it's yeah. like it's such it's something in your heart that's no, missing. So when we got to play a couple of shows. I think this year was our first shows back it was just like oh my god this is unreal right. like that feeling right we yeah. go on stage again yeah we even though it's kind of weird too no it is yeah. we we didn't we didn't do shows it was a year almost yeah it was probably 15 months but then we did um a, li- a live stream yeah I so we that. did that and that was strange just because there was nobody in the audience no i mean you have to go off like yeah there. so it was kind of weird but we just kind of treat it as like a video you know or something recording a band practice or something yeah, yeah. and then then we were able to do like few days later there was a private party for um harley davidson in san diego which which was where our practice studio is okay so we did something for like some bell helmets or something and it was it was only like 40 people maybe but but it was we had a blast i know and then after that we went straight we did a tour um in august and um took a while because i swear i put on like 20 pounds during covid Mm -hmm. bro (laughs) the covid they call the covid 19 pounds (laughs) the covid 19 pounds yeah. yeah Straight so up. So you don't work out? You're not a workout guy? No, I try. I mean, yeah. I, I try to get my cardio in and stuff like that. But Cardio is important. You forget about that when you go back on tour, though. That And that's it. we're, like, it. moving around so much on stage, but dude, the f- And so so I definitely felt it the first week. But then, yeah, once once it kicks in, I was like... And then by the end of the tour, I was like, oh, dude, this I feel great. Yeah. But, you know, it is it is just, uh, you know, during COVID, too, it was like... That was the comfort thing. Like we're locked in, you know. We were like, "What do we do? Let's, you know, let's let's, let's make some food." Try to stay creative and everything. Yeah, make yeah. food. Everybody's you know? making bread, all kinds of stuff during that. <laughs> I forgot the main thing people were making. It's like banana bread was like the big trend. Oh trends. yeah. But like then you're home and it's like, 
Yeah. yeah it's crazy, man. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that we get on tour in the next couple months. So even now, I'm like, okay, I got to get, I'm really trying to get into to yoga just for stretching, nice. bro, because um, every time I do it, I'm like, oh, man, I, f- I feel good just stretching. But the older we get, like, I'm, dude, everything's so tight. And Yeah, we got to stay, we got to stay. Like, I mean, if we're going to continue doing what we love and yeah, just trying to stay I young, have to. We have to. I have to. I'm, I'm throwing out stuff now. My, I mean, it's been that for a few years now, but my shoulder will go out, my knees. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm really that old guy now that's falling apart. It's like it's, it's something really wrong with us. It's just part of us like falling apart at this age. I, I don't know. We're just falling apart. <laughs> so we got to do everything we can to, you know. Mentally, I, mentally and physically. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I love it, man. I, I This last tour was awesome. And um, I just, I'm. I don't know. It's, you said it's part of who you are, and I know. I love man. moving around on stage. <laughs> Is there something that like being on the lockdown taught you or changed in you, like how you see the world or how you're moving forward in the world, um, you know, or something you learned about yourself? Because um, everything kind of gets the rug. The rug kind of got pulled under for under musicians for sure. Like yeah, oh, yeah, like a halt. I don't know. It's weird. I, I think if anything, I just I just soaked up more. Um, I just it was a lot of makeup time. Even my kids. I mean, they were yeah. all doing online school and stuff. So That's just to too. be able there, just to just to you know, and I would do my own stuff, um, you know, with music and stuff. Yeah. But but my, knowing that my kids are right there and and doing their work, and then you know, I could make lunch for them, breakfast, or it's you nice. know, my wife and I were there. She wasn't having to do it by herself, and yeah. just being there was awesome. But but um, you know, I I didn't go down the rabbit hole because you know. Are we ever gonna tour again? Like, I is know. the world gonna open up because you know my finances are depleting? All this stuff. Um, there's a, a a scripture that just says, "Be still, and know that I am God." So in that mm. moment, that's why I didn't get caught up in the rat race. I was yeah. just like, "God, I'm just gonna." It's not like this is all going on without you knowing. Yeah, you know, if I if I'm a believer in a faith, in, in faith, and I have to believe that, dude, God, you. You know, it doesn't seem like you're in control right now because the world yeah. is crazy. You know, I, I could, I could or be honest. On a, or you're putting us on a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, you know what? Ain't nothing's gonna happen. That's gonna, you know, I'm just, I just have to not worry. Yeah. It, it was definitely a time of um. I saw people stressing and anxiety and then depression about things we have no control over. Yes. And so I was doing my hardest. I was really kind of sitting on that that scripture that just said, "Be still." Yeah. So I tried my best to um. And then people would send me stuff, you know, even when the, uh, when the the political stuff with the yeah. uh, the voting and oh, and every man. every all my friends went down and I'm like, delete. I'm like, yeah, I can't I can. even go down. It's because, you know, I don't want to be anxious, man. I don't want to get man. scared. I don't want to, you know, stress even is yeah, a worry. It's a big killer, man, too, man. It's and dude, like, and yeah, and we've we've seen that in the last um, two years. Just even yeah. the the suicide rate in young kids alone, bro. It's insane, bro. Their depre- depression is. It's. I mean, it's always been around, but it was so surface level. You know, now it's like it's the forefront of everything because yeah. it's really there's a, mental health is huge right and, now. And kids know? can't be social with their friends, and going to yeah. school is so important for that, and meeting Kid. people and talking and yeah, different cultures, just everything. Like it's hard enough for us as adults, let alone our kids. Like I can't see my friends. I can't. I know, man. Like my son graduated online. He was super bummed. He wanted to go mm. and you know do all that stuff and. I can imagine younger kids too, like they're just learning their social skills and trying to talk to people. Oh yeah, you know it's like Dude. I just don't know what's going. I mean, I know it's going to get back. It's just yeah, two years went by pretty fast too. It's kind of scary in a sense too because it is scary. It was going to be two weeks. Now it's been two years. Yeah, I kept saying two more weeks, two more weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, we, man. We're still learning the you know the effects, the mental effects of um of young people. It's hard enough, like yeah. I said, for us as adults that our kids are still kind of dealing with it you know and like we talked about earlier with social media and all that stuff man that stuff don't 
It don't help, man. Nah, man. Have you seen that documentary, Social Dilemma? Woo! Bro. Brutal, man. Eye-opener. Man, I check my time out on my phone yeah. after that. How, many, how much hours you spend? I got no that. notifications. I'm like, dude, people are there manipulating our stuff. But I know. the one part that got me was the because again, I have two girls. Yeah, was about the young girl where where um it was saying how this yeah the suicide rate and depression in young girls yeah is so far up because you know they post a picture and you can have you know you can have a million people say oh dude you're so cool you know you're the best you're so beautiful and then it's the one person out of a million that says you're fat you're ugly change your whole day. Every, all yeah, you man. focus on is that and that's I like know, man that's too much pressure man it is too much pressure for our kids you know do you read comments and stuff like that and check out things i i do yeah um yeah i mean luckily i don't you know you, you get some people bother you, let things bother you sometimes or no sometimes i'll just delete it or, or even there i mean there's times and you know what even for my just sanity i'll type it out mm. And then I'll delete it. Like a response, and then you type it on. Yeah, Cause I've done it, it before. But because I've I've been there where, where I've I've even I'm like, hey homie, <laughs> you know, like, uh, okay, well, I don't know your schedule, but you know my schedule, and I don't know whatever town you live in. Yeah, you can come talk to me whenever I'm in your town at your rock show. Yeah, and if you got something to say, please say it. And I and I've even challenged people like, dude, I'll. You know, and then you realize that's not the right thing either. You know, not. but that's me reacting. You get caught up, yeah. That's man. me reacting because you're, and then you know you're just a freaking computer gangster who yeah. who, and you look. Then I'll look at their profile. I'm like, you got zero posts. I know. And then Private, I'll look at your whatever, stuff, and yeah. all you're doing, and then I'll go and Trolling. find, and all you're doing is is you know you'll be on anybody just talking trash. No man. But then I've looked at like. Justin Bieber, like I've learned all these people stuff is like they got hundreds of millions of followers, and you look at it, and most of it is trash talking. I'm like, no man. So there's just people that do whack that. people, that or they're bots, whatever they are. But yeah, people that spend time on the day just talking crap to people. Yeah, you're just, whack. I can't believe it. I mean, they have the energy or the time. Time is so fragile on this planet. Yeah, you spend it like talking crap to strangers. Yeah, and then if you respond to something, like, oh my god, I can't yeah. be responded. I'm a fan. Oh my god, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I've heard that too. Oh my god. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, then why would you say that? You ever block anybody? Oh yeah, it's amazing, bro. But yeah, but I think I don't. It is amazing. But I also think that there's crazy people out there. Oh, I know there's crazy yeah. people out there. And you can tell when they write stuff. You're like, oh, you're not playing with a full deck. Yeah. And then I'm like, I gotta, I have to block you. Hundred percent. Yeah, you have to. You're, go you're, by, yeah. Yeah. We there's some crazy people out there, dude. <laughs> it's so true, man. And they, but they don't know that they're crazy, like, yeah. dude. And everybody else is reading your comment. And it's gibberish. You're not even making sense. And then I'll yeah. go, you know, again, I'll. Take whatever few moments to, yeah. to to FBI the situation and go look, and I'm like, oh yeah, this person's. But then crazy. you're taking time out of your day, which is to look at their stuff. And then they got you, and that's how they get you. Yeah. If you're even taking the time to respond, that's what they want. It's you too, know what I mean? It's hard enough to reply to the great comments than on the bad comments. So, and you know, again, <laughs> being family guys, we're like, dude, I'm not. I know, man. I don't even check, bro. I mean, only because Instagram goes to Facebook, but like, I don't even, I don't even look at that stuff. And I, I never gonna. I mean, I don't because. I will spend all day. I, I even know, feel man. bad. Like, I'll come back and be like, sorry, I didn't say Merry Christmas on Mer- on on Christmas. But it's like, the truth is I'm spending with my family. Yeah, it's like, who do you say Merry Christmas? But you feel like you have to go back. No, man, you feel like this. You do feel an obligation, though. <laughs> Here's a late Merry Christmas. But Here's a late Happy New Year. You know, one week into January. I know, Happy man. late New Year's. But it's like, you feel like you're well, obligated. I know you're not, though. But it's like. It's crazy, dude. Bro, I'm just trying to spend time with my family. That's I know. All. <laughs> um, oh, so one more thing The Hazen Street tour We did with you Was amazing I yeah. think it was 2004 I forgot who else Was on that tour I know we with uh, It was uh, I think it was Lacuna Coil yes. And Blindside 
Okay, then us, yeah. Lacuna Coil's done very with their they're still doing it. Yeah, killing it. That yeah. was that was a fun tour though. That was a really great tour for us. I forgot how long it was for, but that was super that was fun. fun man. Yeah. It was so great. fun. Like I don't even know how we get on that tour, but it was just that was when we really met you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Well, I remember just saying, okay, you know, I knew you guys were all from different bands, and then different bands, and then yeah. your boy, well, oh, the drummy Mackie from Bad yeah. Brains, Yep, that's right. Be- one of the best, man. Yeah, he was a sweetheart too. Yeah, that was that was, that was a really fun tour, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and Hoya, like I again, you feel like I know we haven't all hung out, but he, yeah, you feel like you know him just by following Boy, him, and, said, yeah, yeah, and seeing all their stuff and. And speaking of Bad Brains, that Shiprock we did, um, I was HR was on there. I was able to. I saw the video of you with Randy yeah. Lamb of God. Yeah, so rad. I love, I love my. Job. Oh, I forgot so song rad. you guys sang, but yeah, we did. I wanted to do I Love I Joe. We did a uh, uh, Leaving Babylon. Okay. Was yeah, that so was so good. cool, man. Because I Randy hit me up and he's always oh, coming out here, and he had mentioned he's doing this thing first, and then all of a sudden I saw it, and it was you, you three on stage. I was like, wow. Yeah, Randy's so cool. I never. We've played many shows at festivals with with Lamb of God. And I've never got the chance to um, really to meet Randy, yeah. ex- except for like, oh, what up, dude? Yeah, he's and awesome, dude. dude, sweetest surfer heart. too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So now I'm I'm, I'm uh, I got to go pick up his uh, book. Actually, I started yeah. following him more when he was going through all this stuff, and I was oh like, yeah, and I was dude, I was praying for that fool, dude. That I was, was like, scary. The documentary is great too, man. Oh, I see, I haven't seen. I'm gonna it send it to you. It's, okay, it's them doing a doc, and all of a sudden that happens during the doc. Then they start oh, following that gosh. situation. Yeah, it's, it's I remember just man. feeling for him, and I, I was know. like, "Dude, because that could be any any of us." Any of us. That's after when I now, after that anybody came on stage, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, like, don't even touch me, man! I'm gonna put my hands on you, yeah. nothing." Because everybody's got phones and filming yeah. what could happen. God forbid. Yeah. Scary, yeah. man. That's that was that whole so story is gnarly, man. Like, yeah. Because we've done that before. Like, you'll get it oh, on yeah. stage. Oh yeah, you push kids not out of anger, just out of part of the. I know. I'm, I'm gonna help this guy launch right now. Yeah. That's all. Or you're trying to sing and somebody jumps on you and stuff like that. Yeah. I get it, but it's like nowadays it's. Bro, oh yeah. That that was really, but also seeing you with HR. I knew you. I knew you hung with HR before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's such a sweetheart, man. Yeah. He, I had him on the cast before. He's just, he's awesome. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a beautiful human, man. Yeah. Just, and now he's even more childlike than ever I know, before. <laughs> I know, man. But I feel like he's a good place. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lori's all. His wife's awesome. She was on here with him too. And nice. Yeah, she's really helped him, and yeah, it was cool seeing him on that. He's doing solo sets on there. We got him to come on, and there's a thing called the Stowaways, where a bunch of musicians will do covers, and so, so you guys got him on that. that yeah, okay, we did a Marley cool. song. All the different different members from different bands, and Sick. we think we did a Marley cover. He did uh, my the POD boys did a um, we did a Youth is Getting Restless. Yes, because he won't do the the heavy stuff anymore. Nah. He did, you know, he hasn't been like that for a while. But but then Randy, because Randy's close friends, and you know, he was helping with him. Um, we were at, actually at rehearsals and Randy was just taking pictures and, and um, since I was doing Leaving Babylon on our the POD set with HR, uh-huh. I told Randy, I said, dude, you do Youth is Getting Restless and he kind of looked at me like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. So he got up and did it, dude. It's awesome, and man. He killed it, man. You guys seen you guys on the stage together. It was awesome, man. Oh, yeah. To have us all three, I saw that picture. Like, this is sick. <laughs> and he's just, he's just a good dude. His girl, his lady, Lisa, she's awesome. And yeah, we had a good time. We'll have to get you on that, that cruise, dude. That's sick, man. Yeah. Where, yeah. where do you guys go? Um, This time went out of Galveston. Normally it's out of Florida. And then, um, you know, it started with like four days, five days. I think next year's like six days. Wow, okay. And, dude, it's really just. You know, it's like going on vacation. Yeah. You, you know, and you're a you're a personal guy, so yeah. you're just hanging out with people. Even if they get like you with the stowaways, you can just they just do covers and it's cool, man. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll talk to my boy. That, so it happens every year. Yeah. Okay. I think it was one of the OGs. Now they have like motorboat. They have like okay. the heavier 
the, the, now that's that's the thing for the last like six seven years is the is the cruises. Okay. They have the reggae cruises, all bands. So what's up next for you guys? What's the next thing? Um, finishing POD record. Oh, um, new record. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Finishing um, all the solo reggae tunes that I started during the pandemic. Okay, that's awesome. Wrapping that up. This is under your name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, Probably cool. be like Sunny Dread, and then um. Oh, that's cool. But I actually plan on releasing a single um next month, and okay. and just gonna waterfall it, doing everything independently, waterfall it, put it out there, and then uh, you know the goal is to just get the music out, and then mm-hmm. in between POD and stuff, um, I, I just want to, I love touring, yeah, playing, playing reggae music, staying creative. You play guitar too. Uh, some chords and stuff, but really just having yeah, yeah, yeah. You can show me stuff, and I can you know yeah. But I, I don't learn guitar. I never learned guitar. I don't sit there like you know. It's not like a, a, it's a no brainer. I still yeah. got to you know. If I want to play like a, a reggae song, I'm still lit. Okay, this is a C. Yeah. <laughs> What's a C again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never. Actually, I know. Oh I yeah. Play instruments. I never did that. No, me too. I'm not. Like I said, I, I didn't plan it. I just. Okay. I was just trying to figure out how the heck I was going to be a frontman for a band. You know. Yeah. I didn't, you, did, you did it, man. Oh. It worked, man. It worked. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> were you? Were you? Were your last records all an independent label? Like the last ones, mm, like no. the Murdered Love and the SoCal Sessions and the Awakening and Circles, was that the same? Murdered Love we did, I think, what was that uh, was that label? I don't even know if they're around anymore. But they had it a was lot like a one off or something. Heavy band, yeah. And, oh, then, that's cool. and we were just trying to do these one offs, like yeah. we weren't trying to get caught up in stuff. Yeah. This last one we did with Mascot, and um, you know, it's and just, those are independents, right? Pretty much. That's cool, man. Pretty much. Yeah. We, then we just have more a little bit more control and stuff, but. But dude, I'm just um before again with touring and stuff. It's so yeah. we don't know what's gonna be next. So right now. it's a gamble to set up a headlining tour. Right it now. is, man. So we we submitted for um I think we submitted for like the corn tour. Oh wow! I think like uh Allison Chain or Stone. One of them's going out. We're like, dude, I will jump on any of those. That's awesome. But that's less pressure too to headline too because if something happens, it's yeah. just the sign of the times. It's not you and there's no pressure because we did some shows in October that we had booked for two years. And it was this weird thing where like some people had tickets and they still didn't come and there was some refunds and there was some walk-ups. Yep. It was so... Oh, yeah. To try to figure it out because there's some people they want to still support but they aren't comfortable leaving their house. So yep. hey, you keep the ticket money, we're not going to show up. And it's like, yeah. okay, it was really interesting, man. That's times. how the, the, we did two months. I think we were the only band that survived and completed a full tour without having to quit because of wow. COVID. But the mandates were so crazy. So Every city was different. Yeah, probably. and it was yeah. different. And so... um we would go and they'd be like, you know, pre-sale and then you'd get there. And then once they do the math and the walk up and everything, they're like, dude, you know, a hundred people, 200 people that had pre-sale didn't even show up. Yeah. So we're like, this is crazy. So it, we, at first it got, it was kind of disheartening. You, take it personal, but it's you not, took it personal. I and know. then you realize, then, it, you know, it took a couple of weeks to get into it. And it yeah. was like, you know what? Let's just celebrate with the people. We are in a pandemic, here. you know? Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. And some people, like you said, they're just not, I'm not ready to go to an indoor show. Yeah. Because the outdoor shows were doing great, you crushing know? outdoors. Yeah. yeah, Rancid and Dropkick did two Dude. a two leg tour and they smashed it outdoors, man. Like every, I was like, wow, That's so sick. I know, but like, yeah, the indoors people, I get it, you're not comfortable. It's yeah. still cool. You want to support though. Yeah, it's still, yeah. I was like, and I and that was New York, our hometown. It was two nights to it was sold out for two years. But then once we got to New York, ne- like they started getting some refunds, so neither of them became sold out. But they were both equally greatly packed. Yeah, but they balanced each other. Yeah, but I was just like. Is it us? And then they feel like that, that's just the, that's what's happening out there. You know what I mean? Um, I know. Do you, do you have a, a top five? I know. I know. You, I know. You mentioned Bad Brains as far as one of your faves. Do you have a top five artists or musicians Ooh. that inspired you? I'm curious about your hip hop because I know you like I know you like East Coast and obviously West Coast. You're from out here, but yeah. But when I, I mean when I was you know, obviously yeah you have the Bad Brains, but when 
when I was young, there were the, um, you know, like care, obviously Karis one, you know, yes. But then, you know, it started with, for me, like, okay, like run DMC, but then you got into like the rock Kim's, um, cool. he's my, he's my number one. Rocky rock Kim is one. still one of my, yeah. Out of the top five, he's number one. He me. was here not too long ago. And one of the homies, I went, went and zone. I would, see, I was like, I would have yeah. I would have drove up for that, bro. Rock him, yeah. You know, I have a great Rock him story. I, I told him the pop, but I can, whatever. I, t- I have a tattoo on my head. I got him a yep. couple months ago, and his son DM'd me. I didn't, know, I didn't realize it was his son. He had already followed me, and then he said, "Please video call me." And I was like, "I don't know how to do that. I'm 52 no. years old, whatever." <laughs> and then I gave him my phone number, and then I'll show you after the pop. But all of a sudden, Rock him's on Facetime with me. No, and it's, my head's brand new, and I'm in my office, and it's just like. Dude. I you, love the tattoo that made my whole day. Blah blah. Yeah. Said all those really nice things to me, and I screenshot. I would never post it, but I have it. I'll show you. And I had this moment, Rocky. It was bananas. Bro. Oh my god! I couldn't believe it. And now, like, I'm in touch with his son. They're gonna send me some old school. His Rocky was like, "You have a bunch of old gear." I'm gonna say, "I'm like, all right, cool." Yeah. And then they were supposed to come to my show in New York. Yeah. They never made it. There was mandates and all kinds of stuff, and it didn't happen. But I was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna come to my show." Yeah. yeah. But Rocky, I'm definitely in there for me. Um, Nas, Biggie. Yep. Jay Z. I don't know if I'll, I I'm so torn at the bottom like KRS One for sure I have to be in there too man. KRS is uh, he's. But then it's after that it's like Eminem. There's like so many. Oh yeah, it that. goes. Q-Tip. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he talks about Q-Tip, man. I love Q-Tip. Oh man. dude, Tribe. I love this. I one of my favorite groups. Yeah, Tribe De La Soul. De La Soul. You like Mob Deep, Gangstar? Love Gangstar, Mob Deep. Dude, MO, the cat from MOP. A couple, from MOP came out to our last uh, show in Long Island. Oh wow! And I was like. Whoa. Yeah, that fool. Yeah, dude, that's sick. So you, you seem like heavily. Fool. You seem heavily East Coast. Yeah, well, that to me, that's where it started. What it about West Coast for you? Um, I know we went to the the gangster stage. Obviously, the Cypress West Coast Hill. stuff. Yeah, ob- obviously. But when when they had like stuff like Farsight, when when they Ooh. were because to, to me, I never saw like Cypress of them as uh, or even like NWA for that matter. I never saw it as like hip hop in the sense of East Coast hip hop. I just yeah. thought it was gangster. To me, it was gangster rap. Yeah. I didn't, you know, and I, and I know I'm wrong in saying this. Yeah. Uh, to me, it wasn't hip hop. When, when I listened to hip hop, it was Rock Him. It was Boogie Down Production. It was, you know, it was all the, the East Coast stuff. West Coast had kind of its own thing. And even when Snoop yeah. Dogg and all that came, I just saw it as gangster rap. And, and yeah. I, I'm probably wrong for Ice Cube categorizing it. Yeah. I, yeah. Ooh. Ice Cube for sure. Um, but when you when you had like, um, you know, Farce, like to me, that was more stuff like hip hop. Um, mm. Who else is from the West? Um, um, the boogie too monster. short. See, to me, it's still kind of gangster. <laughs> yeah. Still gangster. I still love too short. I know. Uh, digital underground. Um, Cybers. Well, digital. Um, digital. I think House did, of Pain. That's out here too. No, Boston. House of Pain was Boston. No, nah, it's, it's LA. Really? It's LA, bro. It's my boys. Yeah. I thought he was. No, nah, it's not. I thought man. Digital was from Florida, but Tupac used to kick it out there. Yeah. So House of Pain, they have roots on the East Coast, but they're Cali. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, no, but I remember when Soul. I mean, no, I mean, I was huge Soul Assassin. Yeah. So when all that stuff came out, it was cool. It was, yeah. But I still saw it as like a as a as a as a East. Yeah, also painting very East Coast vibe. Yeah, man. yeah. But um, but Cypress and all them and, and all the the gangster rap. Booyah music. tribe. Oh, Ooh. I love Booyah. Yeah, we're homies with they. They they allowed us into their. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's on. They're um. They're legit, man. Yeah, Gangster Rid is on is on and um. They're all on the uh, the testify record. Okay, that's right. They were on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ice T, Ice T's old stuff. Old stuff. Yeah. There's so much. I mean, yeah. trying to what six uh, in the morning. morning. He's at, at my, my door. door. Yeah, I'm trying to get some more West Coast stuff. That was like, because because the, the whole Native Tongues thing. That's East Coast, man. Mm-hmm, Jungle mm-hmm. Brothers, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, yep. KMD. Um, you know what? Then, I was I just oh, it was somebody third else. base. 
third base, East Coast. Woo! Yep. I got to see them Search. a couple times. Amazing, dude. Yeah. Loved. Yeah. So it's cool. You grew up with Yo, just because it was to me that was hip hop. Step into the AM. Cactus album's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's so much hip hop, but yeah, East Coast. Obviously, I grew up there. I love I get to see that, but there was West Coast stuff. I always was intrigued by, like watching all those movies, even like watching Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society, yeah. and the whole thing from New York. You know, outlook looking at it, it was interesting seeing all the MC8, MC8, yeah, on the soundtrack, um, um, DJ Quick, DJ Quick. But to me, to me, that was us as kids. In the, the DOC. Oh, I love the DOC. The Ooh, formula. Yeah. yeah. It's getting so funky. Man. It's getting yeah, funky. I always wanted to cover that. It's getting That's funky. it too. And then out here, I love Kendrick Lamar as like a newer All the new artist. Stuff. Yeah, Incredible, yeah. Incredible man. Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, J Cole. Like to me, if, when, those are the two lyricists. And yeah, I like Logic. I like Logic. Oh yeah, too. Logic. Yeah, Logic's he's good sick. too. So, is there a new hip hop you're listening to that's not from your kids that you're you're listening to on your own? Um, th- those those cats. I'm trying to think. J of Cole, who Kendrick is, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm psyched for the halftime this weekend. Logic. Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah. Excited, All that stuff's gonna be sick. Um, um, I mean, I, I can't. There's stuff that my kids listen to that, that Travis Scott. My son loves him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's catchy, dude. It's you catchy. Know, not, but if I when, when I'm thinking of like when you think of a rock him or like lyricist, I'm like, they're not that quality. But I get, I get the, I get the hook. I get yeah. the, I get, it's poppy. It's poppy. But to me, it's Hip-hop, not like kind of yeah, yeah. You know, I, I create a new genre. Hip hop. I'm saying because it's it has a sick hip hop. It has dude, a yeah. pop sensibility. Yep. Like. Yeah, a lot of well, those it, guys. It, be, it has become popular culture. It's not like some underground thing anymore. Yeah, it's not like, like yeah, that guy that put the diamond in his forehead, like a million dollars he had embedded in his forehead. Oh, oh my god, my son my loves god. him. He's huge. Not the dude. extent. No, no, that guy. My son loves him too. Oh, so you're yeah, he's young. He's, he's in. All, oh, he's eighteen. He loves all that stuff. Like he plays it all the time. Like he, uh, Chief, Chief Keef. Chief Keef. He played some Takashi Six Nine. I was like, yo, don't play that. In no, the car. I don't do that. No, I don't do that. Like, it's just too. <laughs> But even like the sub, like Lil Pump and like all the oh, little... Uzi Vert. Uzi, Uzi Vert. Vert. He's super talented. Uzi, but, yeah. But then I watched the little Peep doc, which is really heavy. It's heavy. Then I watched the Juice World doc, which is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Like their addiction to pills and like the, the, like the not stability around them and yeah. the people enabling it was... Those are heavy docs. Yeah. Well, and, even like the extension, all this stuff. Like I know guys that were in that camp and, and this is what, what a crazy world is that, you know, even like... To me, hip hop stuff was always grounded, like in just just in soul roots. And it's like, but now these hip hop cat kids are becoming like young, privileged white metal, you know, mm. kids that are like so now they're they're tapping into the, the six 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 and all the yeah. you know like the Wicca, and all this other stuff where it's like, to 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 black folks back then that was like a no no, you know what yeah. I, you know what I mean? But now it's become, it's just it's just a it's the shock value shock value it's shock value, but. Again, being a man of faith, I believe there's good and evil. Mm. A lot of these kids are, that they get tapped into this shock value stuff don't realize that they're they're tapping into a, a true evil and wickedness. Mm. And a lot of that stuff comes out with the pills and the stuff that they're taking. Yeah. They're under the influence of uh, of you know this of these pills. Yeah, I believe these guys are seeing crazy stuff. I believe they are tapping into a whole other world that's not it's not it's not safe. You know mm. what I mean? And yeah. along with that too becomes a lot of this depression, a lot of the stuff, and all that stuff. Yeah, and oh, if yeah. you're if you're seeing, bro, if you're seeing demons, you know what I mean, then that's <laughs> got to be scary. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to yeah. live anymore. I'm, this is these guys are freaking me out. You know, I get that. I believe that, dude. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, nah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> oh, so okay, top five. So it's Rakim and KRS. What you got in there? Rakim, KRS. Um, 
this is you're gonna make this. I always feel like it's final if I if I no, say it's not it. final, man. But I mean, I you got no Jay Nas Biggie in there. Oh, Nas for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, Nas, Nas for Nas sure. One of my favorites, dude. I, I love big. I love Biggie and Tupac too. I I just yeah. I, sometimes I I got sidetracked with the, all the controversy. Yeah, but Nas, Nas for sure. Um, I love the Roots, man. The Roots, oh, the roots from is, Philly. Yeah, Homeboy, the singer. Uh, he's Black under. Thought. He's underrated. Oh, to bro. me, Black Thought. Yeah, amazing, amazing freestyles by yep. him too. Like, and this last record was amazing too. Yep. Um, old um, Con- Run the Jewels. I like too. Oh, Run the Jewels for the for new stuff. Yeah, that yeah. last record was great. Yeah, yeah it came out yeah. right during the pandemic. Killer Mike. I've been yeah. following Killer Mike. I always try to listen. He's to awesome. Yeah, yeah. I see um, you like stuff and stuff too. Yeah. Um, um, who else is I'm trying to think of? Nas, Karis, One, Rakim. Those are great. Those I are mean, great. as far as lyricists go, those guys. But yeah. as far as fun and stuff like, I was I remember being into Outkast forever. Yeah, man, forever, I was an Outkast. Yeah. Um, because it was there was hooky stuff, you know. Yeah. There was uh Southern Playlistic and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, again, because they were telling a story, and even like in Georgia at that time, you know, there wasn't. Nah. Again, it was West Coast, East Coast. To have like a common come from Chicago yeah, or Outcast, like but all of a sudden I felt like I was learning about Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. In Georgia, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, There's so much to come from there now, yeah. for sure. Even yeah. with the Nas of you know Kudra again, all Kudra the New York Rap, stuff. Yeah, yeah Kudra. You you just Big Daddy Kane. Big, oh, I love Big Daddy Kane. You you you're. I feel like I'm. I'm they're bringing me into their life and into their story. Wu Tang too. Yeah. Oh, Wu Tang for sure. And, and you love. Then you feel like you you're getting to know who they are. That's yeah. why today's stuff. I just I don't like. Well, yeah, I'm not popping pillies. Yeah, I, I'm can't, not I, can't, I can't relate. I can't relate. I can't relate. The substance, everything about it, yeah. And, and it's even, all and it's all glorifying that stuff when it's like, dude, I don't, why are we glorifying something that's like... But even my son who doesn't do any drugs, yeah. loves hip-hop, he's like, yo, check out the beat, check out the chorus. True, true. So he's pointing that out to me. He's not, he's not talking about the lyrical content because he even knows it's silly and he yeah, can relate yeah. to it. I like but that. But it's music you can bob your head to. Oh, yeah. I, you know I, what I mean? It's different. But we're know. we're about lyrics and we're about the message and we're yeah. about you know what I mean yeah for sure and the substance and that's what we're connected to it I think yeah no like, most definitely that carry us well my philosophy talking about being a vegetarian back yeah. then I was yeah. like wow in '88 he was just talking about a that vegetarian you know? and had no, no pork goat, no or ham, ham yeah no chicken or turkey Beef or, or hamburger because to me that, that suicide, suicide self murder yeah that right, that right there man because I was already becoming a vegetarian from the from the youth of today and Grilla Biscuits guys and Sick. then I heard that and I'm like I lo- I'm also lo- I love hip hop and now one of my favorite artists is and the Boogie Down Productions singing about that. Yeah, you know? so cool. And then Dead Prez, another Dead one. Dead Prez, man. yeah, yeah. There's so many, man. <laughs> I love, I love Common too, though. Yeah. Common's pretty underrated as well. Yeah. I think he's a great lyricist. What, when, when, dude, to this day, I still, when you listen to that song, uh, I used to love her. That's, I used to love her. I love, because I love yeah. story. I yeah. love, and the, 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 the last line, he's, te- he's telling this whole story. But what I'm talking about, y'all, is hip. He's talking, he was talking about a girl. I know, it was hip hop. Yeah. To me, I still listen to them. I'm like, these lyrics are. Amazing. Like I, I get chills listening. It's like yeah. he's just talking about what she did. You know, shaking her ass, selling her soul, becoming a part of this. You know, but she, he's talking about the evolutions and the differences of hip hop. I love that. Yeah, man. went to the West. Oh, what, what is it? Something about. Then he had beef with Ice Cube too after one of those songs. <laughs> they had a battle because something like that. Or maybe one of those songs. Yeah. Yeah. What about like a Drake or Kanye? You mess with that too? You listen to that stuff or no? Because of my kids, um, yeah. I, uh, I they'll listen to Drake and then I listen to it. I'm like. Yeah, he's got a lot of great got, stuff. Yeah, he does. It's, like I, I like Drake. Me too. I like. Drake. I, I can see that come to me with you right here. We can both yes, say I do. Adults. I do. Because people hate on that dude, but I, no. I think he's super talented, man. Totally. I like. I like Drake. Um, Kanye. I uh, earlier Kanye. Like I used to. 
I don't know, man. I think I'm more intrigued with him as a human being. I would say, yeah, me too. <laughs> but then when I actually His do listen to stuff, yeah. yeah, then you're like, okay, well, that oh, that's a great song and that's yeah. a great song. And then there are lyrics there. And then, then they're like anybody else. And there's there's dumb moments where you're like, I know. Oh, that's not you. I but guess that's the unperfect human of him. Exactly. I'm you know more, I mean? I'm more, so yeah, I think I'm more intrigued. That sometimes it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I'm more intrigued, I think, with, I mean, I think he's a genius all the way around. Like but I'm tripping on his new boots. He's been wearing these really high <laughs> black boots. I'm like, what are those? Are they just regular boots from yeah. a, a hardware, like an Army <laughs> Navy store? Like, what are they? Are they uh, your brand? Yeah. Like, stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, what he's wearing or what he's going to talk about next. Or, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you. I think he's pretty punk rock, to be honest, because he actually doesn't care what people think. He actually I like speaks that. his mind. I like that. Part. And he doesn't give it. He's not worried about getting cancer. He cancel me again. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that aspect that he just just does what he speaks his truth. You know? I, I don't. I, I love. Whether when, you agree with it or not. True. I, I don't. I love when people are punk rock about it, but I also love when it's just they're also open to let other people be punk rock and not. And yeah. Because I, I know. I remember when there was certain reason. Now I remember. I like, wasn't in. When Kanye first started, when he was producing, I was like, hey, this kid is sick. And he was doing that kind of college nerdy stuff. Yeah. I was like, hey, this guy's cool. But then once people kind of get... backpack, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Once they get into like... Um, I don't like that about anybody. Once they change kind of drastically, and then all of a sudden it's like... Uh, they speak about other things that are just... I don't know if it's just entertainment yeah. or what it is. But um, I remember when he went on stage and I started to see him as just doing things to be controversial. Yeah. And when he took uh, Taylor Swift, yeah, man. to me, I don't like that stuff. No, you know? I don't like it either. Um, but I do like I, I do like um, when he does other things. You're like, oh, dude, that guy. He just <laughs> when he when he's all President Bush hates right black. next to him. Yeah, man. That was <laughs> and you're looking at shit. Michael. What is it? The comic Mike. Um, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, uh. He didn't know what to say. Yeah, it's just gangster stuff. Stuff dude. like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Austin man. Powers. What's the Mike Myers? Austin Powers didn't even know what, what to say. say. I love watching yeah, that. stuff like that. Awkward it's gangster. Yeah. But when you know, when you're gonna go in and kind of ruin someone's moment, I was nah, like, ah, was, he didn't need to do that. He didn't need nah, to do that. That was a bum out. But I when I listened to him on his when he his Joe Rogan interview. I haven't seen that one. I gotta see that. Dude, okay. watch that. He's 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 everywhere but in a good way. Like he okay. lo- he'll he'll the first whatever, he'll lose you. He just um he's he's everywhere. Yeah. And you're like you know, and then, then when he kind of you see where he's going with it, but yeah. I think he's just—he's got so many things in his on his he's, brain, he's always dude. Thinking, always creating, yeah. Though that's why you're like, this guy's pretty much a genius, but he, he's just trying to articulate it, you know. He's just gonna figure out how to get it out from his brain through his <laughs> yes, mouth sometimes. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean? Like to get the points across, because exactly. he has so many points he wants to make. I get it. I yeah. understand. It's great. You gotta listen to that one. Yeah, I love to, like get inside his mind and to see how I don't know. How oh, dude, works. I don't know. You're gonna be blown away. You're, he's he's. That's why I said I'm. I'm just going to see what he's going to do next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, bro, thank you so much. I'm trying to make sure all my notes before you make oh, your, your yeah. journey back home. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you so much for being there. Oh, heck it's yeah, great to bro. catch it up with you. I haven't seen you in a long since 2004, probably. Yeah, right. It's been bananas. See each other online, but that's not real life. I know. I know. This is nice to be face to face with you, man. <laughs> for sure. Really stoked to have you here, and um, I'm stoked to see what ups next. Up, up, what is up next for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. And um. I appreciate you, yeah, man. man. I think this is really cool what you've been doing. And Thank you. Staying busy. And this is fun. It's having a conversation with people. Yeah, yeah. And really getting to know them because you think you know somebody. Maybe right. hung out a couple of times or know their music and or their story, you know? Yeah, no. I, I We do get caught up on Insta stuff. I, I love watching you with your wife and your son. Thank you, know? you man. When I, when I ran into uh, Shavo and John from System, like, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen them since like the OzFest days. Yeah. 
but I but I follow them, so I'm like, and then you see, you know, like you're already caught up. With yeah, them. You, they get married, and that's the first thing I said was they gave them a big old hug, and I was just like, dude, I love watching you guys with your families, man. It's just, yeah, you know, because we're, we're used to the rock, rock, rock and roll stuff. Yeah, but then Instagram, when you're hanging out, being a dad, and 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 you know, it's, I love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it too. I love it too, <laughs> man. Because we're just that's that, that's the best thing that probably ever happened to us becoming parents, man. Oh, yeah. Easily, hands down, like all the music stuff and. All those highs and lows, being a band. Yeah, I love that. It's great. I'm very lucky to do what I love. But like becoming a dad and For growing sure. up without a dad and all that emotion that comes becoming a dad, I get so emo with everything. And then like just having, I don't know, making a human with someone you love. Yeah. Like both of us, were, like we made those kids out of love yep. and we wanted to do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure. And um, <laughs> like, you know, like you want to make, you want to start a family and you do that, yeah. you know, and you do it out of love and then you get to raise this human in this world, Dude. this scary world. And you, you start seeing, you start seeing the world for what it is. Right. Cause maybe you had your blinders on before because it was just you and your lady traveling together, yeah. being boyfriend and girl, but then you bring this human into the world. It's amazing, man. It's, it's such selfless, a blessing. Man. We're so lucky, man. We're not just living a life for us. You know, have you, have you seen that documentary, the other F word? It's great. Oh bro. I think, um, it was, um, it's oh, great, geez. man. What'd he say, my boy? You need the East Coast version. I always tell Jim that. Uh, that was more of a West Coast vibe. But, dude, yeah. Jim, when I, bro, because I was going through the same stuff as him. Like, he was, so, dude, I literally watched that and I, and I, I was crying because wow. I was like, he's like, I'm like, this is my life. I'm get, I'm leaving. I'm leaving yes. my kids. I'm like, yeah. this is my life. And when, the, to this day, is one of the most profound mm. things I've heard someone say in the longest time. He, he's, you know, it's Pennywise. And he's talking about the punk rock, all this stuff. And he said, you know, and they, they lived their life being punk rock. And he said, the, probably the most, talking about getting older, probably the most, he said, probably the most punk rock thing, you know, that I can do these, in this day and age is raise a decent human being. Yeah, man. When he said that, I was like, I, I lost it. Yeah. He said he, he's more punk rock now because that's his, he's all about his family. Yeah. You know, he said when you're young and everybody's, we're, we're wild and now everybody's going totally. crazy. He's like, but you, you grow up. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm just. That's the most punk rock thing it I've is. ever done. I'm raising a and, decent and then, human And then being. we're lucky that we grew up in that scene where it was yeah. so about being yourself and being open-minded and being individuals and the unity in the community and just speaking your mind. You know what I'm saying? You get to instill those kind of morals into your kid. Yeah. N- not push it into them, but hopefully <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, but our experiences are so they don't make the same mistakes. Exactly. The other cat was saying, yeah, we're punk rock. It used to be cool to go in and, you know, you're so punk rock to go in and if you could take a bat and bash it, bash in uh, some car window. He's like, now you look back, now that you're older and mature, own a car, you're like, what an idiot I was. <laughs> and it's yeah, so true. It, you know? it, is, it is so true. It is so you think true. you're being punk rock for whatever reason, but now you're like, you grow up and you're like, Oh, that's the mentality. Was I was just what was I doing? You can still be punk rock, but yeah, you don't have to be a vandal. You know, <laughs> are all your kids? So not all your kids live with you anymore. They're out. No, no, no. My 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 oldest, she's gonna graduate this year, but she stayed home just to cut costs. She'll graduate with no no bills and yeah. How did I'm trying to get my kids out? out. You want them out because I have this whole leave the nest syndrome thing that I know it's gonna happen. My son's 18. I'm like, just so you know, Billy Eilish is 19. She lives at home. <laughs> She sells millions of records. Still I'll build you a crib in the oh, garage. No. Your room's perfect. I'll add, I just, I have this whole thing of that. Cause that's like my best. That's my, that's I my would. dude. And it's like, I know we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't own our children. Like we make them, we raise them with our wives and yeah. our, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't own them. It's like, they're going to go out to the world and be their own person. And I'm excited for that, but it's not ready. Oh, for I it, know. Man. I'm not ready I'm, for it mentally, man. No, I, I should have made another one, man. I messed yeah. up. Yeah. I thought my I thought my uh my my daughter was gonna leave for college and she had plans to go and so I was prepared for it. But when it finally came down to it, 
um, she didn't want to leave. So I was like, love, why don't you just go to San Diego State? My people come from all over the world to go to San Diego State. <laughs> so I'm like, go to San Diego State, stay here. Yeah. You'll have no bills. How old is she again? She's going to be 22 next month. Oh, that's so, amazing. so she's going to graduate in May, but so she'll graduate with no debt, no nothing. And like, that's, that's to me, that's one of the greatest gifts my wife and I could give to her. 22, that's great. But you don't have, yeah, but my wife's going to kill me for saying this, but I would, <laughs> I, they can stay with us forever. Know, that's man. but my wife is like, you know, she's like I, I can't wait for them to go. So it could just be me, you yeah, and me again. Then it's a new and chapter I, and of I your life that. together. And I look forward to that. I'm me, ready. Me, me too. Like all of a sudden, it's me and my wife again. How it was before we had a son. Yeah. But then we have this human out there navigating through the world that I'm going to be worried about the rest of my life. True. But but as long as you have that connection, <laughs> that bond, and that communication, you're all good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah, I do. I know, man. You'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll both figure it out when it, once it happens. I know. I just have that. That's the emo <laughs> shit killing my heart. Like, don't leave. You're all good. You have yeah. a job. You're, what do you? What I'm playing drums in my band. So now, yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah. cool. I love that, by the way. So now you're on tour with me. I love that, by the way. Thank I always you. tell my son because my son plays the drums. I'm like, yeah. look at this. I'll show him videos of your son, and I'm like, dude, look at this. Father and son playing, go, and I'm like, dude, you better step up your chops, dude. Because if you, <laughs> if I ever do anything solo or whatever, you know, know. you know, I'm like, I want to take you with me. I'm you so know? lucky because my so my drummer rad. had some injury and he's doing some stuff with his family, and then my son just came in and he's. I can't just believe like, that, dude. I, when I watched that, I was like, this is what's up. This is sick. It, it's surreal, man. But I told my son, like, hey, you play with us, like, yeah, we'll always be connected. You always be connected to your children, but it's just you know raising them, and then that, it just goes by fast, man. You dude. know too fast and then and when you when they get older and you start getting older <laughs> not to be morbid at the end of this podcast but you see like yo i'm not going to be here on this planet forever mm -hmm. with them like i'm 52 next month yeah my son's 18 i'm going to be looking down yeah we're on the down slope bro i'm just saying we'll be i'm going to be i just want to be able to i know I, I haven't died and came back yeah. and all these everything we talked about like i want to be able to look down and watch my son forever and keep an eye on him you know yeah, what i mean yeah. you don't i don't know because it hasn't happened to me yet it's like yeah, i want to be yeah. here forever bro it's i know hard, i know man. it's Kids, I don't want to get more, but you know what I'm saying. We have to think yeah, about that because yeah. we're not here forever. But it's like uh, I want to be there when he. I want to be a grandfather, not right now, <laughs> yeah, not, not right, right now. now. <laughs> not right now. But you know what I mean. That's it's a just, good thing. Nah, it's kids. a part of life that's like I hate talking about death. I hate. I know losing people. I hate going to funerals. I hate like thinking about that stuff. And yeah. I live in my little PMA bubble. I do my pod. <laughs> I hang out my friends. I stay positive. <laughs> I hike. I eat good and take care of my family. And I just try to watch the news so much and try to make. Life's wonderful. You make yeah. the best you can, you know? No, that's, that's all we can do, dude. That's good, bro. That's all you can do. <laughs> all right, bro. Well, thank you so much, Sonny, for being here, oh, man. I appreciate you, I really man. appreciate you coming up. Is it coming down or coming up? Coming up. Okay, yeah, I always sucked at that. Um, <laughs> for being Town. on the pod, Southtown, bro. <laughs> I'm super stoked to have you, man. Oh, great to we'll be here, We'll do a bro. part two someday. We'll just talk about Heck yeah. being dads and stuff. Heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, bro. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review. Uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.